2: 876-9923 and enter the pin 287 723 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks.
3: Well, hello and welcome to the Sports Lounge Live. I hope you're doing well today. Chris, you've take it away and tell us the show episode and dates and all that good stuff
4: all right well today is october 19th 2021 it's show number 165 and uh should be a, a busy one as usual um, have plenty of uh, a lot of the sports the uh, we're going to go uh, first of course we're going to go through the panel everybody will get to say what's going on in their lives and uh, in their sports world and then the deaths, and then the uh, nfl and uh, stay tuned for the desk, because the first one is Ray Fossey, and is well-known as both a player and a broadcaster, so we're going to cover that. That's the big one of the of the week, but we have some others. NFL, of course, Major League Baseball, college football, NBA, NHL, and NASCAR. And for once, there doesn't seem to be any boxing. I'm no, trusting, uh, uh,
5: nothing worth
4: <coughs> talking about this week. That's amazing. Okay, all right. So, for the panel... I don't know. Just really happy about the Red Sox. I mean, this is this is totally unprecedented. I was trying to think, you know, if they win the pennant, and you know, they've got two games yet to win, and people come back from these deficits, and uh, the Red Sox did it themselves. I'm praying and they that do. they don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, pe- some people want to see the Ast- Astros and Dodgers just because of that, you know, just to really uh, mm-hmm. get, get everybody. Yeah. yeah, I know Fox yeah. does but I oh, don't. I'm sure they do. I'm sure <laughs> they do. But the thing is. I think this is the most amazing of you know, the pennants that you know, they've, they've won in my lifetime. I think this would be next to the 67 coming from uh, one half game out of last place. Uh, to win this one would be the most amazing because with all the ups and downs with the COVID and the, and the uh, slumps in the middle of the year and keeping them on track, you know, the 67 team had some ups and downs, but nothing like this. And, well,
5: what uh, is shocking about this one, Chris, is all of a sudden they've uh, decided to hit not only home runs, but grand slams.
4: You know. Well, they can't. You know, this is what they've been doing. They've been hitting plenty of three-run homers all year. Yeah. So uh-huh. this is not, like, totally out of, out of you know, character. It's just, I just hope they don't hit one of these streaks where then for oh. a week they uh, can't hit. You know, yeah. or they keep hitting, but they leave people on base left and right. You know, like the Dodgers were the other night, for example. Right. And that's how you get into a slump. A team doesn't usually totally stop hitting, maybe for one day, because a pitcher really gets them. But nowadays, with all the pitchers coming in like they do, uh, you don't even set up for one guy to go eight innings and shut you down. It's more the idea of you, you put two on, you you know you go go out inning, like Friday night's game and the first game in Tampa Bay. Those are the kind of games they lose. They don't ever, mm-hmm. totally not yet. But it's just this is really uh, amazing, and uh, let's uh, hopefully they can keep it going. So we have Rick Swan here, whose name does, never gets mentioned on the on the uh, uh, billboard of the show. But Rick, what's going on with you?
1: Well, not a whole lot. It's been a quiet week. Uh, <laughs> I'm about done with the Giants for the year, I think. I'm just waiting <laughs> for the rooting for the draft picks now. Yeah. Um, the Red Sox. Yeah, it, this has been amazing. I'm, it's more grand swims in the last week than I've been serves in a week, I think. <laughs> and uh, you know, your, Eric Score is a, he's amazing. I got to say, he's. I think his record now in the playoffs is 17 and five, and I heard that his his five losses the next game after those losses, he's, of course, 5-0, and and the margin of victory, average margin of victory in those wins has been six runs. Wow. So he gets them coming back big time, and it's, and it's just a, you know, you have all this analytical stuff, and I heard somebody saying, and I don't know if it's true, or they're just they just assuming this, but they're saying they think that he told his team that, that Houston, going over to Houston pitching staff, that almost all of them, when they're throwing their, their breaking pitches, that they, if you look at them They get like 50% of them for strikes, but that's because a lot of times people are swinging at them out of the strike zone. If you actually see where they actually land and where they'd be called if you didn't swing, only like 20% of them are strikes. So they think he's told the players, you know, you see a breaking pitch, take it. You know, you got a good chance it's going to be called a ball, and then you can just sit on a fastball. And this is totally unlike what
4: they were doing earlier in the season, and everybody credits to Kyle Schwarber for coming in, and he gets a lot of walks. And he was about the only one that was. You know, Bogarts in particular was going 0-2 all the time. And they've really changed. The whole team has changed even before the Houston series uh, to do this, you know, to take yeah, a lot more walk.
1: Yeah, it, it's been a complete turnaround. Yeah. And that's about all I have, Perry. You know, though, Schwarber is going to make himself some money this year
2: because
4: there's going to be yeah. multiple
2: teams that are going to be interested in him. I here. think he's
4: going to stay here. He's very happy here. and uh, He, he have, may, he really may happy, be, but if somebody
2: that. off makes him an offer that he can't refuse, you
4: know. Oh, well, I think Jay, well, I think J.D. is going to be gone. I, I, just, uh, I get, just get a feeling about J.D. I don't think okay. he's staying. They can use some And, of, that and money of course, course
2: remember, you're also going to have the National League, I think, that has a D.H. now, so that will open up yeah. some teams for both. Yeah.
5: And remember, Martinez does have an option that he can exercise. So. Well, yeah,
2: I mean, let, let's talk about a different subject, and that's the subject of stupidity.
4: <laughs> stupidity. We never would, talk about that on this show. No, we don't. But
2: this time, it is the Tennessee volunteer fans. Of course, not every fan. No, you know. Because everybody always gets excited. Well, you're lumping It only takes about again.
4: 100 of them out of 50,000 or whatever, well, you know.
2: This, was re- this had to be more than 100 of them because you had a fantastic yeah. football game the other night, 31-26. to 26, and, and I would say to the SEC, you probably appointed your worst officiating crew to this game. And both teams were mad at them all night. But they had a call that went against them. They were like a half-yard short on a fourth-and-24 and then, of course, the volunteer fans, some of them, had to become stupid and start throwing things out of the stands. And it you had a 20-minute delay when they did this. You had the uh, Ole Miss sideline reporter, you had the ESPN sideline reporter, and the Tennessee sideline reporter, where you could hear them, heads up, heads up, you know, when things were coming. And uh, Lane Kiffin was hit in the, by a golf ball. Um, yeah. Richard Richard Cross, the Ole Miss sideline reporter, was hit by a water bottle that he said was half to three quarters full. He was hit in the arm. Luckily, it hit him in the arm and not in the head. Um, and Tennessee was fined 250000 yesterday. But I did not know this, but according to what Richard Cross said, he was told by the ESPN reporter, a game cannot end like that. It is rule that the game has to finish. I wonder what would have happened if it just would have gotten so bad that you couldn't finish.
4: I, I, don't I know can't what, see how you can have a rule like that because look at the beer thing in Cleveland that time in 74. Right, right.
2: But he said that that's what he was told is, is Greg Sankey, the commissioner, said the game had to be finished. And but, what
5: about disco night in Chicago? Remember yeah. that?
2: <laughs> and I mean, I, I get it. The officials were, they were not good either way. Both teams were mad. But fans, you can boo... Anyone you like, for whatever reason you want to boo them. But you cross a line when you throw things at people. You could hurt or possibly kill someone by doing that. So, I I mean, we're all fans and, and we get excited about our sports, and I'm probably the best at it. But don't do that. I mean, you take what was a great game and you ruined it by doing that because Tennessee has a lot to be proud of. They played really well in that game. But they had to go and
1: ruin it. The worst thing about that was what you said about somebody throwing a golf ball. Why would you have a golf ball unless you brought it because you intended on throwing it?
2: That's correct. Well, you know what it probably was. They had seven, eight hours to tailgate and drink, and and I'm sure all of them were way past drunk. And they serve alcohol in the stadiums now, and so you're probably still intaking it. So... I mean and I mean, what if that water bottle was full and it hits him in the head? I mean that could have yeah. done damage too, but uh, going from somebody who was uh, less than impressed with the fan base, I would bet Bill the state of Indiana was really happy with those boilermakers.
3: yes, they were they um actually produced came up big they tend to play well in big games and they. Um, and, and
2: I mean, you as you know, over the years, but Iowa does not play well against Purdue typically,
3: right? But the way Iowa handled Indiana and then Purdue, oh. I mean, this Bell is just David Bell is actually pretty good. So not for to be Purdue, confused
2: with the Reds' manager.
3: No, yeah, right, right. There is a difference there, but that's good. We had a NFL smashing good victory. Um, on Sunday, a lot more sports. Now we're, the Pacers are going to start their season tomorrow night in Charlotte. And um, so they've extended Malcolm Brogdon for two more years. I might have cut his two years and but because he's hurt more than he plays, it seems like, a lot of times. But other than that, uh, just been keeping busy take it away robert
6: you have any complaints um, robert
5: i know uh, i have no complaints because uh, my raiders with all the drama that they've had going on this last week actually showed up in the mile high city and basically uh took over the game and uh Basically, want it going away. Bridgewater had his one of the worst games I've ever seen him have. Got sacked five times, intercepted three times, fumbled the ball a couple of times, and, and uh, basically uh, handed the game to the Raiders. Now they're four and two and they're tied with the uh, Chargers for the AFC West lead, although the Chargers are technically in first because the Chargers did win that game on Monday night a couple weeks ago, but our schedule is very easy coming up. We play the Eagles this week, then we have our bye, and then we go visit Rick's Giants, and we probably <laughs> should win that with the way the Giants are the playing. Game. So, yeah. um, you know, there's a possibility after our bye and we beat the Giants, we could be 6-2 and two and uh you know we're we we were expected to do better this year but the problem is we've started the last two seasons six and four and six and three and then we've went in the tank so if we do wind up going six and two my question is going to be can we sustain it and that'll be the big question about the Raiders going forward so and of course uh We lost a legend around here uh, this week, and we're going to be talking about him in a few minutes. Uh, Ray Fossey uh, uh, was a very good ball player, but even better broadcaster. He was a better color color analyst than he was a play-by-play guy.
4: You know, but, David uh, USF put in the uh, all the Kurt Gibson calls. I bet you there's one with Bill King and Ray Fossey or uh, uh, yeah. Simmons, Ray Fossey or something. Yeah. You probably could well, have gotten him on that.
5: That's right. So, yep. Uh, no, and that's one home run I, do, I don't want to relive, and he kept reliving it over <laughs> and over he again. He relived it about six times. <laughs> yeah, it's like like oh my like okay there, there's certain uh, certain of those clips you're like as a fan you, and when you're on the losing side of those things you really don't want to hear them but hey you uh, know what hey. I
4: heard yesterday there was uh, uh, Alex Cora's birthday and he was born on uh, uh, October 18th and then in 75 which meant the first game that was played in his life was the Carlton Fisk home run game
5: that's correct that's so, pretty cool <laughs> yeah so and then he winds up being the Red Sox manager yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying right, pretty, you know, pretty so,
4: symbolic yep. yeah
5: so well, no, uh, I mean, uh, I have really nothing to complain about. We'll turn it over to Texas and see what Sean's up to.
7: Well, we've had a little bit to complain about this week here.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you kept playing, kept playing say, Massachusetts teams. Did you notice that, Sean? All these, the Houston well, and the, the Bruins are playing that, Dallas no. and, you know, all that yeah, stuff. i am I'm not, he's not, complaining about the Horns. Yeah,
7: yeah.
4: Well, there's
7: that, too. You lose, I mean, we're, lost, we're, we're winless against the state of Oklahoma, basically, and, you know, it's Yeah, they win the games they're supposed to, but defense gets them in trouble. I mean, it was a very poorly played game. You know, very you're you have leads and you blow it just the same. At Oklahoma State, I think it's a little bit better than Oklahoma, and you can't—it's harder to do that against them. But some you can't necessarily blame on. The, the coaching. You can blame some on the coaching, but a lot on the players that he was left with, but there is still some coaching blame. He, you know, hey, you get over, but I mean, you know, we got opening night of NBA going on. we got our windows open here. We're not having to turn the air conditioner on and all that other fun stuff, and it's good time here, or otherwise, uh, hey, you know, uh, it's cooler weather. She's buying stuff to make soup, so, but anyway, if you don't want to hear about us making soup, if you do want to hear something, and comment a, not Jeff, if you're not uh, going to invite, uh,
2: invite us over for and if you're going to invite me over <laughs> yeah. for
7: soup i'm ready to listen yeah. or if you want to yeah. come over for soup if you want to come yeah. over soup this weekend you know you can contact us by emailing <laughs> us at, <laughs> at all things radio.net we can leave us a message 773-572-7715 or go to 800-693-0595 option number two to check all that out and a special special announcement yes Tim Oni will not be here Mario he has another doctor's appointment so Bill Perry and friends will be coming on at 11 a.m. Eastern or the conclusion of the coffee club whichever comes first I guess and uh, yes Perry had his I mean his week off after his three week run with the show now he's he had to have a week off to go eat lunch but he's coming back and he's getting up early so yes, yeah, <laughs> you can listen to that tomorrow here on the world yeah, you
4: need to, to tune in to see if he's cranky
2: yes but I'm getting <laughs> and, uh, up early Pierre remember that yeah. yeah. Getting up early tomorrow. So, yeah, don't, 11 Eastern, 8
7: a.m. Pacific. So, and call in with your requests, you know, and definitely. But anyway, all right, let's get on to the desk. And then the and really, the Ray Fossey.
4: We're going to start with him. Bill has a couple of pieces of audio on Ray Fossey, and we'll then do the obituary and then get through uh, the rest of them.
3: Okay. Which one do you want first? I've got a three-minute segment on his life, and then I've got the Pete Rose
4: do the why don't we do his life? And, why don't we do his life and then the okay. All Star game?
3: Okay. Yeah. I will do that one, and we'll do this one. Okay. okay. They're going to go back to back.
5: Bad news, right, okay. particularly for a- uh, A's fans tonight. Longtime announcer and former catcher Ray Fosse passed away today. The 74 year old died after a 16 year long battle with cancer. Fosse spent decades alongside the A's and became a symbol of the team. Ground force
8: Taylor Bisaki joins us live now. She's in our newsroom. She has more on how the baseball world is reacting to his passing. Taylor. Well, Pam, this is a devastating loss for athletics fans, the Bay Area, and baseball fanatics. As a whole, Ray Fosse was no stranger to thousands of these families who invited him into their homes for decades during his career as an MLB catcher and then a longtime broadcaster for the A's.
3: Yeah, turn around, yes, there, guy. <laughs> there we go. Hit it,
0: Don't hit it. I'll walk you, but I'm not going to give you a pitch that you can do that
8: with. A voice many won't forget and an icon who will be remembered in team history. Ray Fossey has been a longtime fixture of athletics broadcasts for decades after retiring from playing for the team from 1973 to 1975. However, his catching career didn't start there. Fossey played in the major leagues for 12 years and made it to the All-Star game in 1970 and 71. However, one of his most memorable moments during his play career was a home plate collision with Pete Rose during the 1970 All-Star game. He later became a familiar voice in the homes of A's fans from 1986 through this year as an A's color commentator. He passed away on Wednesday at the age of 74. This comes just months after revealing he has been silently battling cancer for 16 years. Thousands of people responding on social media, the Oakland A's saying, quote, the Oakland A's are heartbroken to learn of the passing of Ray Fossey. Few people epitomize what it means to be an athletic more than Ray. He was the type of franchise icon who always made sure every player, coach, colleague, and fan knew that they were part of the Oakland A's family. We send our deepest condolences to Carol, Nikki, and Lindsay, his family and friends during this difficult time. We'll miss you, Ray. Meanwhile, Oakland A's president, Dave Cavill, saying, quote, we lost a legend today. Such a sad day. Ray was such a kind and generous person who welcomed everyone. I will always remember our fun conversations about Old Municipal Stadium in Cleveland. RIP, old friend. The MLB also." Also putting out a statement on Wednesday writing, quote, Tonight we remember Ray Fossey, who has passed away at 74. The two-time Indians all-star catcher was a key part of Athletics World Championship teams before becoming a beloved broadcaster in Oakland. We send our condolences to the loved ones of this class act. Hundreds of other fans and players continue to respond, all with resounding messages of love and respect for Ray Fossey.
3: (laughs) Oh, that is
0: beautiful. That's the best. Hey, uh, thank you. For, thank you,
8: Stouffert. Thank you. And the he left on the athletics. Now, judging by the outpour of responses over this loss, you can tell just how loved Ray Fosse was to many fans, many people, and also the Bay Area as a whole. He will surely be missed. Live from the newsroom, Taylor Bisacki, Cron4 News. And thank you, Taylor, for that report
4: tonight. Pete Rose played baseball at one speed, and that gear was on full display in 1970. The game was tied in the bottom of the 12th when Charlie Hustle rounded third looking to
9: score on a Jim Hickman single. And suddenly, Ray Fosse was all that stood between
4: Rose and a National League win.
1: Collision left Fossey with a separated shoulder, and Rose, unapologetic
4: about his effort to win. I did start to slide, but he left me no
1: recourse because there was no place to slide, and there's no sense in ever sliding into a bag if you can't get the bag. Was Pete Rose's collision with Ray Fossey the greatest moment in All-Star Game history? Cast your vote to decide at MLB.com slash moments, and watch the MLB All-Star Game Tuesday, July 12th on Fox.
4: Well, certainly,
2: we well, don't know that that'll be the date That'll this be year. some
1: other
4: year. Yeah. yeah but I, but, but, but yeah. anyway, uh, yeah. So that was, of course, uh, the reason that we bring that up, and, you know, there's been plenty of plays in the All-Star Games, but from then on, he was never the same player. He started off his career, especially by 1970, he was really off to a very good start and, again, was on the All-Star team, but he was, uh, you know, Looking like uh, you know, the American League's answer to Johnny Bench, he was starting the same year as Thurman Munson was, and of course Carlton Fisk got into the mix a couple of years later. You had some really great catchers in the early seventies, and he, was, but he never quite lived up to that. He came up in, as he said they said he was uh, seventy four. He uh, came to baseball uh, September eighth of sixty seven with Cleveland, and then he ended his career on uh, September thirtieth of seventy nine. So it was Cleveland sixty seven through seventy two. Oakland, 73 through 75. He was traded for Dave Duncan, by the way, who, of course, became a great uh, pitching coach. And Mm -hmm. then uh, uh, Cleveland back again, 76, 77. Seattle in 77 and missed the 78 season with an injury. And then uh, in Milwaukee in 79. He was on the All-Star team in 70 and 71 and then won the World Series in Oakland. He was not on all three teams, but he was on the 73 and 74 teams. He was the Gold Glove, 70 and 71. He had 256. He had 61 homers and 324 RBIs. And then, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, he also
5: uh, caught uh, Dennis Eckersley's no-hitter in Cleveland. So.
4: That's right. Yeah. Uh, and let's see. He did the A's from, uh, as they said, uh, 1986 through this year, uh, part of the year. And when he wasn't on TV, he was on the radio. I heard him a lot on Wednesday afternoons when they didn't televise. So, uh, you know, that was that was good. Yeah. All right. So we move on from Ray and I think people will miss him. And, you know, we've had so many uh, people with with uh, these illnesses in the booth, you know, with Jerry Remy and uh, Dwayne Kuyper and all that. And you just hope this isn't the start of a trend because. Yeah, I'm I'm worried
5: about that, actually. So, you know.
4: Okay, Leon Black, 89 years old. He was the Texas basketball coach. Uh, he was. He played at Texas from '53 50 through '53. An assistant there from '64 through '67. The head '67 through '76. He was 106 and 121. Two NCAA tournaments: '72 and '74. The Sweet 16 and '74. You only had to win one game to get there at that time. He replaced by Abe Lemons, and he integrated the team because, remember, after the championship in 66, that's when teams started to integrate throughout the South because they saw that you better join them if you're going to win these games after Texas Western won that game over Kentucky. Uh, Warren Bryant, offensive lineman from Kentucky, he was the sixth pick in the 77 draft by Atlanta. He was. Uh, he played the, with the Falcons from '77 through '84. The Raiders, <clears throat> also in '84, he was a right tackle. Then we have Miguel D. Oliveira Jr. He was a WBC uh, middleweight champion, a junior middleweight. Uh, 70, he, was, he died at 74. He was from Brazil. He fought from 68 through 80. We had 44 wins, five losses, one draw, uh, 27 knockouts. And he championed from May 7th of 75 until 11-13 of 75. And he, he had died of pancreatic cancer. So uh, mm-hmm. al- almost as short, not quite as short as we had last week with Tony DeMarco, but short. Yep. And we had uh, Otis Armstrong, running back, 70 years old. Uh, he went to college at Purdue. He was an all-time uh, rusher there. And the ninth pick in the 73 draft by Denver, 73 through 80, 4,453 rushing yards and uh, 32 touchdowns, 113, uh, 13.02 in receiving and seven touchdowns. He was the Big Ten uh, MVP in 72, and he was in the Pro Bowl in 74 and 76. And he's in the uh, Purdue and the College Halls of Fame. We have Ken Casanega, 100 years old, oldest living uh, NFLer up to that point went to santa clara for college he was in the military until he got to san francisco he was drafted by the steelers but went in the military for world war ii then he played for the 49ers in 46 and 48 held out in 47 uh and 48 he only played one game he was an educator after that and superintendent and principal in the bay area then we have leo boivin from the bruins 89 years old uh, he was uh, played for the Maple Leafs from 52 through 54. The Bruins, 54 through 66. Then Detroit, 66 and 67. Pittsburgh, an original Penguin, 67 through 69. Minnesota, 69 and 70. He was an All-Star in 61 and 62 and 64. I think the Bruins had to have an All-Star, and that's about all they could dig up. He and Johnny Busick were probably their best players back in those dark days. Uh, 72 goals, 250 assists for 322 points in his regular seasons. you can see with all those years he was not an offensive defensive as they say in hockey no and but he did uh, rack up the minutes 1192 penalty minutes and then uh, the playoffs three goals and 10 assists for 13 points he was the st louis interim and coach and then their head coach and then uh, he was 11 36 and seven for the blues and i don't know where else he head coached because it wasn't mentioned by david but overall he was not a good coach 28 53 and 16 and uh, and it was Hockey Hall of Fame in 86. And when he got in, and again, you think of the offense more with people. But when he got in, I'm like, how did he get in? You know, because I just remember him as being there, you know, and doing his yeah. job. But that was about it. But uh, I, Hockey I, Hall of Fame is the easiest to get into, I'd say. Yeah. I, uh,
5: sometimes when they make those choices, Chris, I'm like, okay, I know who this person is, but what did he do to get there? You know? Yeah. <laughs>
4: Uh, Paul Salata 94 years old uh, he was a, a baseball infielder and a USc tight end and uh, 48 first uh, he was on the 48. 48- Baseball, I'm sorry, baseball uh, champions in 48. That was their first championship. And then uh, then he was in the minors for a while. I mean, in football, he played from the 49ers 49 and 50, and uh, Baltimore Colts in 50, and Calgary in 51 and 52, Ottawa in 53, a CFL All-Star. And he was, uh, a, uh, 19, he was also in a lot of 1950s movies and created the Mr. Irrelevant Award in 1976. And they win and they go to uh, uh, his... Uh, they let's see. They win the Lowe'sman Trophy as opposed to the Heisman Trophy. I guess it shows you fumbling a football instead of holding uh, your arm out, and they, they get to go to Newport Beach and get get uh, squared around Newport Beach, and that's a nice place to be. Uh, now here's a Thanksgiving name for people, Rick's in my age who passed away. Pat Studstill. We used to hear about him every Thanksgiving on the Lions games. You had him, and you had Gail Cogdill, and Yale Larry, and uh, Lem Varney, and. Uh, Oh, uh, Night Train Lane, all these guys. And we didn't see the Lions other than Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving Day, these are the names you heard. But Pat Studstill, he was 83 years old. Played for the Lions from 61 through 67, then the Rams 68 through 71. Patriots at 72. I forgot he was here during the uh, wonderful Phil Bengston era. He was the uh, Pro Bowl in '65 and '66, wide receiver and punter. He had uh, uh, let's see, he had a 99 receiving play in '66. He was the third to do it, and 13 99-yard plays have been made. Two running, and thir- uh, I guess 11 receiving. Uh, 2008. 140 yards, 18 touchdowns, and missed all of 1963. And then, uh, let's see, two more. We have uh, Dennis Frank, 68 years old, the center for the Eagles, 76 through 78, in Detroit in 79, and he went to college at Michigan, 72 through 74, And he was a special teamer in the NFL, or NFL mostly. And Mike Connolly, 85, another offensive lineman. Not a good week for offensive linemen. College at Utah State. Offensive line uh, for Dallas, 60 through 67. So our original Cowboy Steelers in 68. and He was a center and guard, and that is it. So we are past the bottom of the
2: hour, so let's take the break, and we'll come back with the NFL. keyboard cat hamilton
3: the pug and toast meets world these are some of the internet's most beloved pets and they all have one thing in common their stories started in a shelter start your story adopt a dog or cat today visit the shelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you training that pet to play the keyboard that's optional start a story adopt a shelter or rescue pet today brought to you by maddie's fund the humane society of the united states and the ad council
6: okay what are you wearing right now nothing that's
9: right so mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself underwear always comes first name tag at the back then pants then shirt get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over socks going first then shoes right on right left on left with shoelaces just take the ends cross them over switch the loops the rabbit goes down the hole pull tight and you're left with money ears got it why are your pants on your head
4: most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes
0: Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org.
2: Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The
6: stores are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this. (laughs)
2: We are back. We don't like to keep hands waiting, so let's not do so. No. Welcome aboard. And you should be all ready. There you go. You're unmuted.
4: Who are we hearing from? I didn't catch the name. No, I. Didn't. Uh, Dick. Our oh, yeah. Hello. Hello, Dick. There
0: we go. Bears Hello, band. boys. Yes, yes, indeed. they got their. <laughs> they lost the game to the team from Green Bay. Hey, listen, uh-huh. I'm really curious about something though that I haven't heard yeah. anything about since Sunday night. Uh, there was a pretty serious injury to a Seattle defensive player in that Steeler game, and I haven't heard anything about that at all. You guys, have any info about that?
1: I have no, not heard, heard anything yet yeah.
0: either. I, oh. I
1: forgot all about it until you just mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they heard took anything. him out in the carton and
0: yeah. the Steeler broadcaster was saying it sounded pretty serious. Yeah, yeah. It, was, well, it was.
1: It was a quiet place for a long time. Yeah. It yeah, certainly was
4: if I if
0: I
1: can find anything,
2: Dick, we will certainly mention it.
4: Does, it, does Rick Who or Dick or anybody remember his name? might help uh, Perry look I it up. I don't. Uh, I don't. Okay. Um, what have your Hawkeyes?
0: Boy, I tell you what, they, uh, they were. <laughs> that was not produced, a good game. Yes, They're they are are good. all over good.
4: Iowa today. Yeah. I'm guessing that's well, a lot you know, of them.
0: I got a friend of mine who's a big <laughs> Hawkeye fan. And he told me when the Penn State quarterback got hurt, he said if he hadn't gotten hurt, they weren't gonna win that game either. So
2: Uh I believe that. Yeah.
0: I believe that. Yeah. But per-
2: yeah. Iowa typically does not play well against Purdue. It didn't surprise me that Purdue, you know, played well. I didn't think they would beat him, but boy, not only did they beat him, they hammered him.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what though? You don't really want them to go to the the, the I wouldn't want them to play too much like Alabama. Alabama would just oh. That away, is right? that would, is probably be true ugly. because Iowa is very challenged offensively.
4: Yeah, and the defensive yeah. guys. <laughs> oh well, the, the you know you guys are slow. <laughs> the East is you know we're always talking about the uh, SEC West, but the uh, Big Ten East is stacked, and the West yeah. doesn't have much going. It is yeah. and it's
2: it's Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State. It'll be interesting to see what those four teams do against and one all another. Have to-
7: yeah, they all have to play each other. They certainly way. do. It's all in November.
0: Yeah, Wisconsin I'm not very good this year. Yeah.
2: No, and I think if, if they were, that would be Iowa's game because I think that's where they get this week is Wisconsin. That would be the game that would help them, but there, I can't yeah. see anybody else that they would play in the West that is going to help them in any way
4: get back up. As I said to Perry before the show, they just have to not lose, win the championship game, figure that Penn State and uh, those guys are going to knock each other off, you know. Have a round robin of everybody getting a loss, and then they're kind of the Big Ten representative. That, that's the only way they can do it. And that's a tall order. Yeah,
0: it is. And who's doing the Who's doing the Iowa play by play on the radio? Is, is Dolphin uh, still doing it? It is still Gary players? Dolphin. Yep.
4: Yes. Yep. It yeah, is still okay. him. And, and Ed Podolak.
0: Yep. Uh, where is Ron Ginder and, and uh, Jim Mazavo when you need them? Huh?
4: Uh,
2: <laughs> no kidding. I in those days, Dick, I thought play by play was a lot better. And, and in <clears> Iowa, everybody had their favorite. I mean, if you were, you were either a Gonder guy, a Brooks guy, or a Zobel guy, but in today's world, uh, you just don't get that.
4: No, I like Gary Dauphin and, and Polak. I, I think they do a good job. I think it was good. Uh, Matt LePay, the Wisconsin uh, Broncos. He, he, yeah, yes. he is good, He's okay. good. He really is. Mm-hmm. But,
0: you okay. likely, like, he with Joe McConnell. He was good with Purdue, and then, of course, with the Bears and the Vikings and who else? Yep.
4: Mm-hmm. And the White he Sox. Died. Did the White Sox, too? He sure yeah.
1: did. He did. Yeah. 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 Okay.
4: All right, oh, Dick. Sorry.
1: Here we go go with the NFL, yes.
4: Okay. Uh, This is a game I did not pay much attention to because the Dodgers and Giants were playing. Not that much was happening in that game, but the uh, Tampa Bay beat the Eagles 28-22. And uh, anything of note in that game?
1: Not really. The, the game wasn't that close. No, <laughs> It'll, yeah. Bay well. had it well on him. but Philly—that's that, a couple of weeks in a row that they've come in late. You know, the week before they—they they come out of nowhere to beat Carolina at the end yes. of the game. So, the, um, yeah. Robert, watch out for them at the end of the game this week. Uh,
5: yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, and uh, of course the Eagles traded uh, Zach. Uh, Gertz.
1: Um, Zach Gertz.
5: Zach Hertz. So
1: yeah, you know, to Arizona, yeah. Yeah. Arizona yeah. and he, was 11, Arizona needs he another was eleven.
2: Weapon. He was only eleven catches from being the all-time leader
4: at tight end for the Eagles.
5: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I always pictured him being a lifetime Eagle. I'm shocked that they actually cut him loose.
4: Yeah, and then Goddard had uh, COVID, so that didn't work out too well that week. Okay, Jacksonville beat Miami 23-20 in the London game on Sunday morning, and... The the thing is, we were talking about it earlier. Urban Meyer made a... First of all, it was, of course, Jacksonville's first win, but Urban Meyer made quite a move. Everybody thought they were going to go for the Hail Mary, and all he did was throw a quick down-and-out or about 10 yards to get him into field goal range. They had about five seconds. They were able to get it out of bounds because nobody was... They were expecting, well, not really the Hail Mary, but the, uh, you know, the uh, hook and lateral play. And he just dunked out of bounds for 10 yards, got him into field goal range, and that kicker kicked it. They have so many kickers. Everybody else is, uh, they have, yeah. what, two or three kickers now, and everybody well, else yeah,
5: their Their main kicker is injured, so they had some, some other guy I'd never heard of, and he, he hit two field goals, one of 53 and one of 54 yeah. yards.
4: So. so Jacksonville's on the board, and the, or you never let it be said. He may only be here one year, but you can't say he didn't win a pro game. So there yeah, you go. That's right. So Green Bay beat Chicago uh, 24 to 14. This game. I mean, I heard parts of it. it. It just sounded like it was inevitable. You know, you just uh, the Packers didn't play super well, but the the Bears didn't have enough talent. And uh, you know, and Fields wasn't bad or anything. It's just one of those things that the better team won. It just seemed that yeah. way to me, right? And, know,
2: and Aaron Rodgers like, completely <coughs> made sure that uh, on the last touchdown, because I could hear the audio, he made yeah. sure the Bears uh, fans know that he ha- he owns them. He's twenty one and That's five. That's right. That's what he told them the
1: Bears. Me.
4: Yeah, yeah. He yeah. threw two and ran one in. So there you yeah. go.
1: You know, it wasn't uh, so, a great Sunday of football. It was...
4: No, no. I mean, that, it, it, that, well,
1: that early window, the only decent game was Minnesota and Carolina. Yeah, and then right, in yeah. the 4 o'clock, the only decent game was Dallas and the Patriots. And yep. it, it was saved a little bit with Sunday night and Monday. We've had some great um, prime time yeah. games this year. Oh, yes, we have.
4: Mm-hmm. So Cincinnati beat Detroit 34-11. Uh, to 11, And... Uh, I know it was like the last I really heard about it on um, NFL radio was like 17 to nothing. And, you know, uh, Burrow continues to play well. The Lions, they didn't do. That's one thing you figure. Usually there's the great comeback and they get within five points and have a chance at the end or something. But they didn't do it this time. They're too far.
5: Dan Campbell said after the game that Jared Goff needs to play a lot better and basically needs to step up and be an NFL quarterback apparently well you guys made the happy.
4: trade you know you could have traded for Darnold. could have traded for some other
1: guys yeah. so yeah. whatever you know in Detroit Detroit this year now they've had the lead a few times but every time they've had the lead the other team has come, come right down and scored so they have not taken an offensive snap yet this year with the lead wow that's correct that's yeah. amazing
4: so it's a Bill mentioned earlier uh, Indianapolis beat Houston 31 to 3 that's what you're supposed to do and they you know seem like they've got their uh, their system in order now they're at least I think they're going to win some games, you know, whether they're going to be in the playoff hunt. It, no. It's going to kind of, you know, we'll have to look at that in the next week or two when baseball starts to settle down, get towards Halloween, start to see really who's projecting to be in the playoff hunt or not. But
1: uh, they may not do that, but they're going to win some games. And uh, and you know, Arizona, Arizona has
5: Houston this week, so. Yeah,
1: they're still in the, they're still in the hunt for that division. You, yeah.
4: yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. That's true.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, the Rams beat the Giants 38-11. to 11. And uh, I don't know what can you say, Rick. More injuries, I guess, and just yeah.
1: Could, the, you know, the, the one thing I was looking forward to was watching Kadarius Tony play, and he went out in the first drive yeah. after making a couple of great. He, he started off real well, made a couple of great moves. So the real really isn't a lot to root for now. You know, have you ever heard of this this thing they have? This I think it's called Scoredami. Is this website that people go on and they root for? A, Scores that have final scores that have never happened in the NFL before, uh-huh. and one of them that was this Giants game this Sunday. There'd never been a thirty eight to eleven final before.
7: Okay, uh-huh. and they
1: have they have what they call their holy grail of scores, and this this surprised me because now I thought if if an, you know in the NFL if you go for a two point conversion. And the defense intercepts it or picks up a fumble and brings it back. I thought the defense scored the two points. They, they I guess do. I they don't. don't they? I guess they, well, they, from what I hear now, they only score one. I don't know Yeah, why. it's one. I heard that. Okay. that's one. Yeah, they so changed it to one. Yeah. Their Holy yeah. Grail score to get someday, which I don't think it'll ever happen, is a final of six to one. Oh, yeah. my God. Really? No, uh, I don't. Uh, Perry,
5: I don't think now you're a Rams guy. What would you think on your side?
1: Uh,
5: I thought the Rams,
2: they played did what they needed to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, that's basically
4: yeah, what they, they
1: were. I mean, if they had to, I think they could have scored more. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, they 23 could have. at halftime, yeah.
4: Yep. Okay, Kansas City beat Washington 31-13. to This is, uh, Kansas City's been struggling, but they seem to find themselves in the second half.
1: And they, uh, The football you know, really team
2: played with them for a half, and then Kansas City yep, yep. took off. That Yeah, that's
1: yep. right. Kind of, and, he was playing well. The last two weeks, he has not. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: and then that late game, the early game that Rick talked about, Minnesota beat Carolina, thirty-four to twenty-eight in overtime, and they did not leave it up to the field goal kicker. Uh, they got a touchdown at the end there to win the game, and that was probably a good idea because he had missed a, a field goal earlier that could have won the game, but the, they didn't. So, <clears throat> and it was uh, you know one of those things where Carolina and Denver have done the same thing. They both went three and zero, and they've come <laughs> come back to the pack. So yep. uh, we'll see. They're going to have to turn it around or they're not going to be in playoff consideration. And, uh, you know, they're both in a pretty tough division. So we'll see about that. And I all right. think all
1: Dallas, were- yeah. you know, with the Dallas overtime win with a touchdown, I think there been <laughs> the four overtime games in a row where teams scored with a touchdown and the other team didn't get to possess the I ball so. at all. Well, the Patriots had the ball. Yeah. Oh they did, that's right. Yeah. 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 Was, no, that Aguilar dropped yeah. that
4: pass. I mean they might that's have won right. the yeah. game themselves. Okay. Uh but Baltimore yeah. beat the Chargers. This was amazing. Not so much that Baltimore won the game, they were home. Thirty four to six. I mean the Chargers yeah, are no, playing I, great football I, but as a, yeah. as
5: a Raiders fan, Chris, I was very happy with this result. Uh, mm-hmm. I expected the Chargers to play a lot better, but Baltimore has better defense than what people realize. And you know with all the with all of Baltimore's running backs being out, having Le'Veon bell Devon Freeman, and uh uh I forget who the other guy is but the three of them basically uh uh give Baltimore a very good running game, and Jackson doesn't have to do a whole lot, so yeah,
1: yeah the other one is Latavius Murray Oh, so that's yeah, one all, I
5: think all of veterans
4: yeah. Yeah. yeah you should remember him He was on the Raiders, oh yeah, so yeah, and,
5: well, the poor guys't bounce around so much it's hard to keep up with the is these days.
4: So, in the late games, Arizona beat Cleveland 37-14, to 14, and that, again, was surprising. Now, I guess the weather was yeah. really bad there, but, uh, geez, you know, and Mayfield that hurt. And, not,
5: very, and Arizona games. did it because with the COVID outbreak, their coach wasn't there and a yeah. few players were missing, so – keep keep going cardinals and of course they play houston this week so
4: yeah and uh so the thirty-seven fourteen, and and uh i don't know mayfield i guess he came back in the game so i don't know he's but yeah, he has to play it's, uh, it's a it's a yeah. it's
2: a dislocation of his non-throwing shoulders so i was listening yeah. this morning and brett farves is what it's going to come down to is just how much pain can he tolerate right
5: yeah, yeah because they play back. denver <laughs> they play denver on thursday, thursday so yeah. i I don't yep. know if he's going to be able to play or not.
1: So. yeah, and Kareem Hunt is out four to six weeks. Oh, geez, that's my. Uh, matter of fact, uh, they've the ruled out both. Like,
5: ru- they've ruled out both running backs. Rick uh, Nick Chubb okay. was ruled out also. Yeah. So. Yeah.
4: Okay, the Raiders beat Denver 34-24 and that's kind of impressive that Denver came back on them a little bit, but uh, to go into Denver and win and Denver's not great, but uh, I think it's a, 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 a addition by subtraction getting rid of Gruden and just moving on. I think that's probably well, the, even, the way even, look at it is. Well,
5: even even uh, Derek Carr said uh, it was a lot easier to call plays this week because Greg Olson didn't throw a bunch of things at him and because Gruden wanted him to change the plays all the time, do this, do that. And Derek Carr mm-hmm. said it was a lot easier going to the line of scrimmage and just being able to do what you're supposed to this week. So
4: uh-huh.
5: I, I think... Uh, uh, with John Gruden being out of there, the the Raiders are going to be able to run like a well-oiled machine, and we'll, we'll see what kind of coach they wind up with next year, because I don't know if, the, I, like I said last week, I don't know if Versace is going to get a real shot at that job, but we'll oh, see. Oh, why not? The I mean, you know,
4: if they make the playoffs, why shouldn't he?
5: Yeah, you know? I, I agree, I agree, but, you know. They're, they're talking about all these big names in Vegas, and you know, oh, wow. uh, they want a, it's almost like Las Vegas wants a
4: superstar type coach, so I. Well, they- they need yeah. to settle down. You know that, that that's fine, but you know who knew who? You know, let's take New York. They want big names. Who knew who Bill Parcells was when he got there? Yeah, you know, I agree.
5: Else. I agree. I'm not so, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just telling you what I right. hear.
4: So yeah, Dallas beat the Patriots 35-29 in overtime. We've talked about this. I knew this would happen. They play a lot better. They did. They played a good game. They could have won that game easily, but you know they could have. <clears throat> they weren't able to stop the passing game. I we I have a note later that says how much uh, it was the most ever thrown. Against uh, a Belichick team in a victory, and of course, sometimes yeah. teams throw more when they're losing because they're so far behind. But you know, it, it was they were never going to stop. They stopped the running game pretty well. They didn't stop the passing game, but the offense of the Patriots started to show signs of life. So that was good. First time, first time they beat New England since 1987. Yeah, in, in Foxborough, they in, said in
5: New England, yeah,
4: in New England. No, New England. I, I know they beat them in Dallas in '96. So yeah, but yeah. in Foxborough, since '87. Yeah. And then uh, Prescott, yeah, threw for 445 yards and three touchdowns, yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh beat Seattle 23-20. I can't say I was listening to much of that. I had the uh, uh, Braves game on and everything, but uh, it was a good game. I, I know the Steelers had a 14-0 lead, and then, uh, you know, they, uh, Seattle came
1: back. Apparently, uh, Geno Smith must have played decent, huh?
7: Yeah, he yeah. did. It. it was strange.
1: And, yeah. I mean, and, uh, Pittsburgh completely dominated the first half. Seattle did nothing. And the Seattle fell yeah. in the second half and just marched down the field a couple of times. And It wasn't right. that much you know, Smith. It was mostly the running game. I mean, mm-hmm. Smith right. didn't play bad until he fumbled in overtime. But
4: Yeah. And in the Monday night game, Tennessee beat Buffalo thirty-four thirty-three, and again with the red tie 31 Chris thirty-four thirty-one. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I mean, I kept, every time I put on the game, there was a different. I think you said Robert seven lead changes.
5: Yeah, and yeah. that ties yeah. that ties a record on Monday night football. Uh, yeah. That's only the second time in Monday night football history that they had a lead a game where the lead changed hands seven times. Yeah, and the first one was a Cowboys Eagles game, but I forget what year leaving mentioned it kind of occurred.
4: Yeah. Okay. So uh, that was it for the for the games. Uh, Chris while
2: you get your stuff ready and with
4: schedules and all let's
2: uh, go with Al if you want to unmute and then Jerry you're going to be up right after Al.
5: Okay.
4: Yeah. Okay. Good afternoon, uh, gentlemen. Uh, uh, a correction here for Chris. Uh, okay.
1: Bad weather did not have to do with anything with the loss. In fact, it was sunny, a little bit windy, fifty-two degrees, but we didn't have any snow or okay. Hail.
4: Okay. Uh, they made it sound like it was terrible. You know, I heard it again. I was listening to most of the Patriots. I turned it on for a minute. He was talking about the wind. And by the way, WKNR was streaming, so uh, that was nice. They you know, were, but, yeah.
1: And also, yeah. Uh, too many. In- we had so many injuries. You know, and bad defense. Uh, bad defense was what uh, screwed us up. Actually. Mm-hmm and we have too many injuries, and our quarterback, he may not be able to play. He's got a
4: bad uh, non-throwing shoulder, and he landed on it again Sunday, and it's
1: questionable for Thursday. Yeah. We might have the backup. What was it, Keenan?
4: yeah, I've Oh, long, a well-traveled veteran, as they say. Yes, uh,
1: yeah. Okay.
4: <laughs> they
0: measure about six or 17, seven <laughs> yeah. years. Yes. But Anyway, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, bad weather, you know. There's just too many people hurt. That's what. Yeah. 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 Okay.
4: Well, that'll happen, and, and Denver's got their issues too. So we'll see how that goes. And then,
0: uh, an game. And, and, and yeah, and that, imagine
4: yeah. they'll show a, a little bit of the drive. You got to have if you're going to have Denver and you know Cleveland and Denver, you have to show a little of that. Well, the fumbles in Denver, though, you show that in Denver. But when you're in Cleveland, you show drive
0: yeah that's true that's true in fact, <laughs> yeah. we're, gonna have, in fact, we're gonna have bad weather thursday speaking of bad weather there we
4: go all right now things okay, get normal. Yeah, all right by, by the by the way by the way al we're on at
2: 10 at 10 tomorrow my time as opposed to 12 11 so. your time out yeah, yeah right, after you
1: after time the, out. right after there the coffee the, club the Bill. okay sounds yeah. good Okay. And are you guys going to go through the NBA? Did you guys do the NBA predictions Not yeah. yet? Not yet. We Not yet. Yeah, I didn't
4: come up with any predictions. It's hard to do this, these hey, predictions. You we know,
1: got,
7: the it's So long remember, and, we'll, NBA's
4: out. We still got other
2: stuff. We'll
7: get
4: to the NBA. Yeah, we are going to the NBA, yes. We're going to do have it. A, it. A, okay. Okay, Jerry. Really we
2: do, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Come did on, Jerry. Something? Did you need something, Bill, before we did a Oh,
3: I was okay. going to make a quick announcement for Sean. Okay. Okay. Jacob Eason gone from the Colts. Sam Ellinger's in. So Jacob's now on waivers. Best he can and, do is yeah, the squad. El- yeah, Ellinger
7: was scheduled to come up. In the injured year. reserve. But, yeah,
3: that's true. He did. So I just thought I'd let you know that. And Paris Campbell was placed on injured reserve. And he has missed. I think he's been there three years. And he's missed over. 75% of, of every game. So, now, I don't Bill, think it's... what his will cre-
5: happen if Ellinger clears waivers... Um, you mean, Eason. Will, uh, you mean no, Eason. Eason clears, clears waivers. Or, or if Eason clears waivers, he'll probably go on the practice squad.
3: Right, right. That's exactly <laughs> what will happen. So, back yeah. to Jerry.
5: And by yeah. the way, Jer- Jerry, before
2: you do that, reminds me, I guess uh, Cam Newton um, is vaccinated now, so he, was, yeah. he wasn't getting any consideration, but um, well, I'm thinking Cam it, it got. I'm done. thinking Cam needs a job though because uh, he does have seven kids. Yeah, <coughs> and uh, by, by the way, che- the Seattle did contact him. So, yeah. you know? uh, how about that, Jerry?
6: Yeah, how about that?
0: That's good that he's vaccinated. Um, I just want to tell you guys that I, they moved the start of the Pitt um, Clemson game up to noon from. Uh, 3 uh, 30 on Saturday. For what okay. reason, I don't know. But they did that. Anyway. Okay. So that, well, that's uh, Pitt happening. is now
4: in the top twenty-five, as you'll hear when I read them. So uh, they, maybe they just want people are saying that uh, noon is a little bit better window now than three thirty. People seem to yeah. think so. Well, three thirty is the worst time for all of them. What's
0: that Except station? The Roar for Clemson, right? Yep, yeah, the
4: Roar. Yeah, okay, one hundred five point something or another. But that, that and they do the Jacksonville games too, because of course they the Trevor Lawrence is there, so they cover Does those games. Does anybody know the well, call
5: letters of that? Uh, no.
0: Let's ro- play the roar. Sure. I'll
5: try
4: to Yeah, it, it All right. All right.
5: Okay. okay. You don't have to
0: have yeah. callers on. Okay, yeah. uh, that, that, that's good. Right. Anyway, I go Red go. Sox. I hope they say yep. I hope they <laughs> win the next two and on yep. the World Series. All right.
2: Thank, Thank you, Jerry. You. There you go, Jerry. All right. Uh, 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 Jamal all right. is with us too. Let's get Jamal in here while we're while
6: we're doing it. So, Jamal, do okay. you
5: want to unmute? Hello, folks. How y'all doing? Hey, Jamal.
6: We're good, Jamal. Okay, couple things here. First of all, about uh, that Buffalo Tennessee game last night, and I, I was no Buffalo fan, just for the record. So I was happy. With I was ha- while I was happy with the results. I was wondering why in the hell did he go for a field goal? He got yes, you got fourth and inches, but a field goal would send you to overtime. You take a chance in overtime, but but Sean, but McDermott wanted to play. Macho and, and Jackson got stuffed, and they lost the ball game and that could come back and bite them in the butt from uh playoff time when it comes to potential seeding. I didn't hear it. What was
4: the score when this was going on?
1: It was 34, uh, 34, 31. 34 31 Okay. It was like 30 seconds left in the game and they had a fourth yeah. inches from the, from the Tennessee three and he went for it. Now, he would. He may have made it, but he actually slipped trying to do the quarterback sneak. So that that yeah. messed him up. And I think the thinking there was that if if he maybe if they lost the toss in overtime. The way Henry yeah. is running, especially late in the game when he yeah. wears down the defense, I don't know if they would have ever stopped him.
5: And uh, Josh Allen is six foot five, so I don't blame McDermott. Yeah, for I don't, it, I don't, don't believe he's that.
1: There's a good chance he gets
5: it. Yeah. yeah.
6: Well, well, I also got another observation. The Bears lost to the Packers, which I am not surprised at. That was one of the more competitive Bears-Packer games. But the problem was Aaron Rodgers made a play when he had to. Yep, you know and that, that, and that was the difference in the ball game. Aaron Rodgers made the plays; the Bears couldn't execute. Justin Fields is still a rookie. Now we'll see how he progresses. So, I mean, I was a little disappointed, but I was not surprised. And the bottom line is, as long as Aaron Rodgers is upright, above ground, and healthy, the Green Bay Packers are going to be winning that division. And now the day he retires or the day he leaves, uh, Green Bay.
1: It, when he goes to Steelers next year.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <then laughs> yeah. I'll be more <laughs> yeah. than happy and break out the champagne because I know yeah. at that point then, you know, unless, it, unless the Packers get another dominant quarterback, we were in misery another 15 years. I mean, first it was Brett Favre. Now it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, who else could they come up with next to further dominate the uh...
4: <laughs> Jordan Love? <laughs> yeah, sorry, we did Jordan Love now.
6: <laughs> yeah, no. But but uh, as for that Dallas game, that was that was a hell of a game. Yep. But the way I was the way I viewed it, I think New England. I think you guys, Chris, are about two years away from really getting back on track. Yeah, a
4: year or two and they'll play, well, he won't play as well against the Jets and they'll win. See, that's their pattern now. They one game uh, they don't they play much better against the good teams. Bill really gets gets up for coaching against them then, you know, but they will they have enough, they should have enough to beat the Jets and they'll oh, yeah. they'll get their six or seven wins or something. They probably won't make the playoffs and people will be moaning and groaning, but I mean, it's a rebuilding process and you got to start from somewhere.
2: Yep. And I thought, and I thought Jones play, He didn't play. I mean, he wasn't great, but he wasn't bad either.
4: Well, he's what he is right now is the Kenny Anderson of this era. He's he's throwing all kinds of high percentage passes, and uh, you know, moving the team down the field. And Kenny Anderson went to a Super Bowl. You know, he wasn't a big star, but, right. uh, you know, he, he got it done. So, and I think it's developing. They're, they're letting him go longer. I look, look at how they uh, did on that play with uh, Bourne at, right after the interception. You know, got it right back and uh, went uh, right, right after uh, Diggs, who had done the interception. So that was pretty cool. So, anyway. Okay. Here we
2: go. We, we've now gone through the callers.
4: All right. Yep. <laughs> so the standings. Buffalo is four and two. Patriots two and four. Jets are one and four. And Miami one and five. In the that's north, that's probably the all-
2: disappointing
5: of that one is Miami. Yeah, are one Miami. And is. Yeah. Everybody
4: yeah. thought they'd win like ten games this year, and yeah. uh, I don't know what but is they going on. They did.
5: They did last year, Chris. That's yeah. why you know everybody they thought did, they were going
4: to do well. And, and I didn't see it. Tua did okay at the beginning of the game, but then he didn't do much in the second half at all. So I, I don't know what's going on with him. He was no, and
5: apparently Stephen Ross is becoming very impatient with. know the quarterback choice
4: so well i wonder how many owners the dolphins have had it seems like every two years there's always a different owner you know joe robbie was along for a while but it's moved on baltimore in the north five and one cincinnati four and two cleveland three and three and pittsburgh three and three so the steelers worked their way back into it here Mm
6: -hmm.
4: in the south tennessee four and two indianapolis two and four as we said houston and jacksonville both one and five in the West, the Chargers are four and two. The Raiders are four and two. Denver three and three, and Kansas City three and three. So that's the best race right now. Mm-hmm. And yep. NFC East: Dallas five and one, Washington two and four, Philadelphia two and four. The Giants are one and five. That's In the not North, the best race. No, that is far <laughs> from the best race. Uh, we know <laughs> Dallas is going to win that race. Green Bay five and one, Chicago three and three, Minnesota three and three, and the Lions zero and six, still winless. The only winless team. In the South: Tampa Bay five and one, New Orleans three and two. Carolina 3 and 3 and Atlanta 2 and 3 and Tampa Bay's kind of got a leg up on that and in the west Arizona 6 and 0, oh, the Rams are 5 and 1, so that's a good one. San Francisco 2 and 3, Seattle 2 and 4. So there you go, that's the standings. Let me grab the schedule here. Move everything around. Okay. So, in the schedule, we already talked about Thursday night, October uh twenty first, and that will be Denver at Cleveland, eight twenty PM on Fox and NFL <clears throat> Sunday, October twenty fourth. Washington at Green Bay, one PM on Fox. Kansas City at Tennessee, one PM on CBS. Atlanta at Miami, one PM on Fox.
1: Now Rick, yeah, no, you told a, me yeah. Miami yeah, wanted to play this game. They could have had a buy. This, as far as I know, this is the first time since I've been playing all these games in England that the teams that, a team that played in the game in England didn't have the next week off on a bye. Yeah. And, and from what I heard during the when they announced the schedule this year, it was they gave Miami their choice to have this week off or have a later week, and Miami chose to take the later week. Hmm. Interesting.
4: <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay, the Jets are at the Patriots, 1 p.m. Uh, on CBS. Carolina at the Giants, 1 p.m. on Fox. Cincinnati at Baltimore, 1 p.m. on CBS. That's a good game. Philadelphia at at Las Vegas, 4:05 p.m. on Fox, which means CBS will have the doubleheader game. Detroit at the Rams, 4:05 on Fox. Houston at Arizona, 4:25 p.m. on CBS. That is clearly not their feature game. Uh, I guess maybe it's Chicago at Tampa Bay. It is. is. 4:25 p.m. on CBS.
0: Mm-hmm. Then for the
4: Sunday night game we have Indianapolis at San Francisco, eight twenty on NBC, and the Monday night game is the New Orleans at Seattle, eight fifteen PM on ESPN. And the, what are they calling this, Rick, in fantasy football? Buy a buy a apocalypse. apocalypse. Yeah. The number <laughs> of the buys is uh, up there. We have Buffalo is off Dallas. Minnesota, uh, Pittsburgh, the chargers and Jacksonville. So a lot of good players will not be playing, you know, especially like with Buffalo and Dallas, a lot of teams, people have, uh, you know, chargers, a lot of, a lot of people have those guys. So that is going to be uh slow fantasy
1: week. Tough
4: fantasy week. So, and I don't know if they have the feature thing like we do in our league, but you have to feature kickers and do things like that because you're not going to get anything out of your quarterback. They won't be playing. So, uh, uh, to finish up with some news and notes, the NFL John Gruden out of the Tampa Bay Ring of Honor. I guess you can't be thrown out of the baseball, uh, but out of the football Hall of Fame. OJ still in that, but you can get thrown out of the Tampa Bay Ring of Honor.
5: Well, and not, not not only that, um, uh, <coughs> the game the gaming company that does Madden took uh, Gruden out of that. Um, sketchers who he did again, commercials yeah, for, did, took again. him out of that. You know,
4: yep. so he he lost a lot. Okay, and then there was a little thing, you know, of course, uh, uh, sort of related. Jeff Pash is the lawyer for the NFL, and there were some questionable emails that went around to Bruce Allen uh, for the Washington football team. But people say, if uh, nothing against Tagwee that's there's no problem. So you can say anything you want about yeah, everybody I mean, else. Uh, Goodell.
6: No,
5: Goodell. Goodell. Goodell, yeah. yeah.
4: Goodell. And you can say anything you want about everybody else, but uh, not him. So uh, Max Jones and Chris, and Chris was, remember yeah. that's
2: exactly when we started reporting on this over on on the phone. It's exactly what I said got him is is
4: Goodell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So Mac Jones, the first pick six uh, lead changer for the last uh, six, uh, three minutes since Jonathan McNabb in two thousand five, and uh, but then as I say, he got it right back. And the four hundred forty five yards was the most against Belichick in a win. Uh, so then, uh, there was a little Cardinal history that uh, David put in. Uh, so Arizona is six and zero, and they're the third time that the Cardinals have been that good. Don Coriel and uh, Jim Hart went uh, had a seven and zero start, and they went ended up at ten and four. And the Chicago, and that was in seventy four. That's the year the Patriots started off like that too. And uh, the Cardinals did make the playoffs. Uh, the Patriots did not. And the Chicago Cardinals were six and zero with Patty Driscoll as a coach and Arnie. Um, uh Horwine as the quarterback. I think it was 1926 or something. So the Cardinals no, have been Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. So they've been a uh, few and far between. And the Cardinals
5: have a good shot of being 7 and 0 this week yeah. and then they play Green Bay afterwards. So we'll we'll That'll find out good. when they play the Packers what what kind of team Arizona really is.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. Any more NFL before we move on to baseball?
5: Nope. Let's uh, hit no, the baseball I think, world. Think that's it.
4: Okay, so Houston now in five ALCSs in a row, 17 through 21, and then uh, I finally remembered that Oakland had done that as well in 71 through 75, and then yeah. Atlanta, had, though, is the record holder with eight in a row, 91 through 93, and 95 through 99. Of course, there was no uh, series in 94, so okay. that was it. Uh, and always have played, uh, AL, I think that, oh, the Astros have always played an ALE team in the, uh, in, you know, in those, uh, five. And I think going back, I think the, the AL East has been in, I think, pretty much about 10 in a row or something. I'd have to totally sit down and figure it out. The
5: la- I think the last one, Chris, that the AL-, AL East was not in was, what, maybe 2011 or 12? Something, something like, like that.
4: that? Yeah, mm-hmm. something like yeah. that. So, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, let's see. Okay, and they seem to advance odd numbered years. So watch out. The Omens are still with the Astros, even though they're behind two games to one. It's only two games to one. I mean, people get excited by it seems big like more, margins yeah. of victory, but you know, it's, it's still only two to one. So you've got to watch out. Big game tonight, of course. And, uh, and and it's really setting up like seeding in a tournament because you got the Dodgers with one hundred and six wins, Houston with a hundred, the Red Sox with ninety two, and the Braves with eighty eight. And so yep. it's going to go wh- whoever is the Braves will not host the World. If they go, they will not be the home team in the World Series. No, even they if the not. Red Sox play the Braves, even though they're the wild card, they will be the home team because they have a better record. So they don't yep. worry about uh, whether you're a wild card or not. So you and you've got the you know the one and the four seeds playing and the two and the three seeds are playing if you look at it that way. Yep. So. Uh, so the Chicago Cubs hired Carter Hawkins from Cleveland as their new GM. Uh, Jed Hoyer will still be the president, I guess. Correct. And so, uh, what, what do you know about him? What have you heard about him uh, since then? Anything? I Perry? have
2: heard nothing. In all honesty, I'm guessing he's a pretty good baseball guy coming out of that organization. You yeah. know, the, as good as as they typically are. So yep. we'll see what he well, does, but I mean, let's not, I mean, let's well, be honest, you know, as well as I do, Chris, he's not the one making the decision. It's Jed Hoyer. Let's right. You know, yeah. well, I think a lot of, I think a lot of people get excited, like with the Mets, Well, who are they going to hire as a GM? Well, as long as you have a, a head of baseball operations, that's who's making the decision. That's right.
5: Yeah, Sandy yeah. Alderson so, is going to be the you know person that regardless of who gets uh, the job in New York, uh, Sandy Alderson will be the one that makes all the decisions.
2: No, I don't And if you, and if you believe what you hear, the reason that Sandy Alderson is that is because Steve Cohen trusts him. That's yeah. correct.
4: Well, the, the the thing is, Mark Shapiro still with the Indians.
2: I don't um, believe so. I don't believe so.
4: Okay, I don't Chris think so. Either, but Ant- I so. think Chris Antonetti is is the oh, that's right, that's what that's it is. That's right, and yeah. so he's been working. For him. So in a way, I mean, it's a different title. So baseball will say it's a promotion, blah blah blah. Right, but it's it's it, it's, a, it's a, almost a lateral move because he'll be the number two guy, you know, behind yeah. Jet that's Hoyer. That's correct. Okay, I think, I think weird- though
2: what what you what you think there, Chris, is that mm-hmm. if Jet Hoyer doesn't get this turned around, though, maybe within a year or two the fans are not going to deal with this well. So I, he, this guy may be, you know, who's, who knows what he was thinking. Maybe he's thinking, hey, if this guy didn't get it turned around, then I can move up.
4: Right. Yeah. So uh, the, I think the strangest things that ha- thing that happened this week was the firing of uh, Mike uh, Schult- Schult. Schultz. And, Schultz. Um, yes, and it's and,
2: S-H-I-L-D-T.
4: Yeah, so uh, Schultz, and uh, I'm sure there have been some jokes in St. Louis about take the L out when they lose and stuff, but yeah, they um- have – this guy was pretty successful. Now, first of all, he, right. he blew away the wild card race, got the seventeen in a row in September, and, and won that race. He went to the uh, you know the AL NLCS in nineteen to lose to Washington in in uh, what seven games. I mean, yes. this guy has you know got them into the postseason. Before that, they weren't making the postseason. This guy did that, and uh, right, you know yeah. they won a series last year too. So uh, it, it was a, he didn't want to be a lame duck, and they didn't want to give him the money, but I don't see why not. Well, and
2: now, it, I, upon. I Reading further, Chris, from what you hear, and, and it was, you know, obviously, just because you see it on Twitter doesn't make it true. But with the top two names on their list, uh, Arthur Marmol and Stubby Clapp, let's mm-hmm. call it what it is. John Mozeliak wants more say in running the team. Yeah. John, you know, these GMs, them and their analytics, they want to run the team. So in a lot of ways, if that's true... These managers shouldn't get blamed for all the losses either, if they're being told well, you got to do this here and you got to do this yep. there.
4: Yeah. Well, you wonder too, you know. And, and I don't know what happens here, you know, with uh, Heim Bloom and you know, like Cora. But I mean, car has got a, a bigger name than Heim Bloom, so you yes. figure, you know, uh, you, you just wonder how that works in different organizations and who's got the status and who's got the ear of the owner or whatever. And uh, you know, and obviously they would. But Heim did not stand in the way of bringing Cora back, so maybe they're on the same page anyway. I don't know, but yeah, you know. Know, well, we'll just, you know, if I'm out. the San
5: Diego Padres, uh, I would uh, I would definitely talk to Mr. Well, they already Blackfield. are. They already have. Okay,
4: I would think the yeah. Mets would too.
5: Uh,
2: well, I have they, not I, heard that. I have not heard that the Mets have, but the Padres have.
5: I, again, I don't if, know <clears throat> now, Chris. You always talk about this. But I don't know if the Mets are gonna if they'll hire a manager before they hire a GM.
4: Well, the problem no, is no, if you're you, gonna you say you would this, need to
2: hire a GM first because you can't you bring in a GM and you should. well, of course the Mets but do things backwards.
4: They do, right. And the thing is, though, if they're real GM, real, really, real GM is uh, Al Alderson, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know. That, so that's okay. the point about why you're saying Billy Bean and them didn't take the job in the first place. Right. So right then, then it, since Alderson's there, they can hire anybody they want right now if they want to. Right. So uh, one thing that's hurting the Astros is Lance McCullers is out of the ALCS uh, with forearm injury. I didn't even know that it happened. Uh, well, he didn't even well,
5: pitch in the Chris, first
2: round. Well, Chris, it happened. He did pitch in the first round. It happened. Oh, yeah, he did. Okay. Du- it happened yeah. during our show last week. That's probably why you didn't know it. Because oh, okay. he was taken out in, I believe, the fifth inning. Okay. Uh, of game five or game four with the White Sox with that injury. Yeah. So it happened while we were yeah. on the air. So we yeah, he not okay. he,
4: he pitched the first game against the White Sox. So, yeah. so Kiki Hernandez is amazing. He's now got what he's about 18 for 36 or something like that. Yeah. And uh, in a four game span, uh, he had, uh, let's see, 13 hits and the record was Mickey Hatcher with 11 and 90 and Marquise Grissom in 95. And, and, um, Matsui in 11th. But, I mean, this is, he, he's just amazing. He's just hitting the ball all over the place. I wonder and, if the
5: Dodgers regret giving him up, Chris. You uh, know? They probably
4: do, yeah. especially if they have to face him next week in the World Series. They might That's not be right. too happy uh-huh. about it. Uh, let's see. And then we got, uh, let's see. Okay, so we got talking about walk-off home runs to win series. Because, uh, we, you know, obviously everybody knows Bobby Thompson, but that's technically not postseason. We talked about that last week. Yep. But we, we've had a few. It's amazing. Uh, Bill Mazeroski, of course, in 60 for the Pirates, won the World Series. Gary Carter in 93 won the World Series. Uh, uh, Joe
5: Carter. Joe, uh, Carter. Joe Carter,
4: yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then, of course, Aaron Boone won the uh, ALCS in 03 in the seventh game there against the Red Sox. Chris Chambliss in 76, the fifth game five of the five-game series in the uh, ALCS uh, over the uh, Royals. Uh, Todd Pratt, game four in 99 in the NLDS where the Mets beat Arizona. Uh, Let's see. Ortiz in game four of the 03 uh, series. No, Actually, game three. I think they swept that series against the Angels. Uh, Let's see. And then uh, we have uh, Chris Burke from Houston in the NLDS game four. In uh, 05, I think in uh, Houston, Atlanta, and then Maglio Ordonez in 6 You You'd remember that, Robert, against the A's?
5: Yes. Uh, and a, another one that should have been on that list but didn't didn't wind up being on that list. How about Dave Henderson in '86? No, know?
4: that was game. No, 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 no that was game five. That, oh, was, that game was game five, five that made okay. it. Uh, right. And that wasn't they couldn't have a walk off because they were on the road. Yeah, you got to be okay. at home to do right. a walk off. So yeah. all uh, right, that's right. Yeah, Travis yeah. Ishikawa, game five and fourteen. From the NLTS for the Giants, uh-huh. and then uh, and Aaron, in, uh, you know, no uh, Edwin Encarnacion in 16 from the wild card game. That was the time I remember. There was all this, because they didn't use Zach Britton. Remember they were saving him and they. Oh,
5: that's right. Yeah, got,
4: got to pitch him. Toronto beating Baltimore, and uh, that's the hey. Baltimore's actually in the in the postseason this century. Altuve <laughs> in 19, game six against the Yankees. Yep. And uh, and then of course Trish Taylor in the wild card game in 21 just now for the right. Dodgers. And then let's see, uh, teams will have to provide housing for minor league players starting in 2022. And of course, they've cut down the number of teams that there are. So this is a lot more manageable for for baseball. And just and I don't know what you've heard, Perry, but Will Fleming said during the game on uh, I think Saturday, he said from uh, he's not hearing much, but he says what he's hearing. He's not hearing a lot of talk about the labor uh, strife, but he's hearing a little optimism now
2: i have heard I the same heard thing that. now I mean, we know these things can change from day to day <laughs> i have heard the same thing but hopefully hopefully they can keep it out of the media if you can keep it out of the media you can probably get something done
4: yeah but you know but the, somebody the is, in the
2: end somebody whomever it might be somebody will go to the media and get things into an uproar
4: my guess it'll be the commissioner because he always goes like, to the media every like. other day <laughs> yes yeah. Um, so Pete Rose is going to have an internet betting site. So if you want to bet with Pete Rose, you can, can do that now. So I guess he's kind of given up on, on getting in the hall of fame anytime soon. I guess we, we're going to do that. Uh, and they, uh, the Red Sox, first team with uh, three grand slams in a series, and that you know, hey, they could hit more. And they've got <laughs> already got twenty homers, tied for the most after eight games with the uh, two thousand four Astros. And uh, Aaron Boone has gotten the uh, three year extension with a club option for a fourth year yep. to continue to manage the Yankees, which is good. I think that uh, he deserves Brian,
2: that. uh uh, Brian, um, oh gosh, their GM, Cashman,
8: Cashman said Cashman.
2: that there will be roster changes because the roster was not flexible enough. And one thing that he mentioned is the situation with Gary Sanchez would be
4: evaluated this year. Okay. I yeah, think Gary's
5: gone, but that's just my opinion.
4: Okay. So that's all the baseball news I have. Anybody uh, got any other thoughts or any
2: Um uh, Hold on just a second. Uh, we have David USF with uh, his hand raised. So David, if you want to unmute, we will be able to hear you. Braves-Dodgers, by the way, just underway. Astros-Red Sox at 8.08. All right.
9: Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, I hey, have hey, a, dude. let's see, uh, I think uh, Dick uh, was called earlier asking about mm-hmm. the Seattle Seahawks player who got injured yep. on Sunday night. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, his name is uh, Daryl Taylor. And uh, let's see, good news. Apparently he is not seriously injured. He was able to move his extremities when he was, uh, you know, all laid out on the ground. Um, according to uh, Coach Pete Carroll, that uh, he appears to have avoided a serious injury. And what else here? Um, his comments were based on the results of an MRI that Taylor had following um, MRI that Taylor had Monday following a CT scan Sunday night. And, uh, Carol said a really, really positive report. His MRI stuff was clear. His CT scan stuff was clear. He does not have a, a uh, neck injury. He got jammed up pretty good. And that it's not out of the question that uh, he'll he'll be able to play on uh, on Monday night against the Saints.
4: So, okay,
9: good news. Right. excellent. Okay, so that is
4: news. before we let you go, David, we got to get your comments on the Dodgers. Uh, you know, I, I know I feel like Tommy. I'm I'm talking to Tommy Lasorda here. But what are your comments on the Dodgers <laughs> <laughs> at this point in the series?
9: Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, those words aren't fit for this radio show.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
9: but yeah, just just unfortunate, you know, just 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 uh, you know, luck, you know, luck yeah. and luck and you know, skill obviously has a lot to do with it, but you know, just. Uh, Look, that uh, they had those two walk-offs. So anyway, it's still two to nothing, and yep. uh, you know it's a rematch of last year. But uh, last year, the Braves uh, in the Arlington bubble uh, jumped out to a three to one lead, and the Dodgers came back. So, so yeah, I, th- uh, I
2: think this- I think though, David, in baseball, that ha- that sport over most others, luck is involved with that in in that particular sport.
4: Yeah. Oh, it can be. You can hit the ball right in the nose and it's out. You sure can. Yeah. uh, You know, right down the, uh, you know, whatever Texas leaguer. So that's right. Mm
9: -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. All
4: right. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Okay. Any more uh, calls or anything? Are we going to go to college football?
9: Um, Let's see.
2: We have. Let's see. Bob, if you want to unmute yourself, uh, we would be able to hear you, Bob, in Michigan.
0: Yes. In 1972, wasn't there a wild pitch walk-off in the National
4: League in the Reds? Uh, Yes, that was a wild, we were talking about home run walk-off. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. okay. You no, know, that that was quite a thing because uh, that uh, boy, that was an amazing thing because the Red Reds tied it up with Johnny Bench in the ninth inning. It was Game Five of a five game series, and Johnny Bench tied it up in the ninth with a home run, and then uh, the, that was the walk off, and uh, you know the wild pitch, and uh, Bob Moose, who threw that wild pitch, uh, was not uh, around anymore by seventy three. He died in the offseason, as did Roberto Clemente. So it was quite a quite a thing.
5: Yep.
0: Al
4: Michaels called it on Red's radio, so he did. it was great. Yep. We got it because th- these were the days when they, the different networks did different things for the league championships. You couldn't count on what was going to be on the radio every year. We were getting Al Michaels, Rick and I were listening to it that day, on WBZ because it was on mutual. Uh, they had it on mutual, but uh, the the American League was not. So the Red Sox, we were getting them with Ernie Harwell hooked up directly to the Tigers. So some network, each league made their own deals and the networks. It was all crazy until 76 when CBS took it over. You never knew what you were going to get from year to year. There was the Hughes Sports Network the first year that did both. Yeah. Years, so, you know? I'll never forget in 69, the Hughes Sports Network did the National League. And yep. they thought they were on Armed Forces Radio all three days there, but they never were. <laughs> uh, okay. They, they, they took it from the Mets on, and, uh, and the Braves, I think. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Nobody told them. But, uh, yeah, Gene Elson and, I, forget, and uh, I think Bob Prince did it yeah. on uh, Hughes Sports. Yeah. And I think uh, and they were on the uh, buddy Blatner and somebody was on uh, the American League I can't remember who the other guy was right so okay all yeah. right
2: now, now, the nice thing now of course with the invent of MLB and, and Sirius XM is luckily you can hear whomever broadcast you want
4: that's right yeah no, that's so that's like in great. the in
2: the al if you want to hear Joe Castiglione uh, or Robert Ford you can or if you want to hear Ben Ingram or Charlie Steiner in the NL you can.
4: Yep. Yeah. Now, uh, does anybody, and I should have asked David, uh, the, is Charlie Steiner traveling for this series? Because Yeah, I did it, I,
2: my understanding is that he is.
4: Oh, good. Because yeah. he did the, he did the for,
2: game Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Right. Oh.
4: Okay. All right. So any anything more before we do college football? Let's do college football. All right, let's do the top twenty-five. Number one is Georgia. Two, Cincinnati. I don't know if Cincinnati's ever been that high before in Well, no, yes, but not football. I don't not know Not
7: football. No, no. Three.
4: Number three is Oklahoma. Four is Alabama. I feel like Jeff when I'm reading these numbers. I love it. You know that <laughs> he does that on the uh, ratings all the time. Four is Alabama, and they, see they're already. If the season were in to today, they'd be in the. You know, of course, these aren't the real uh, polls. We start yeah. getting them in the beginning of right. November, but they'd already be in the playoffs. So there you go. Well, it only took a week. Number five was Ohio. State, 6, Michigan, 7, Penn State, 8, Oklahoma State, 9, Michigan State. So, see, you get got your three uh, Big Ten, four Big Ten teams right there. Yep. <clears throat> 10, Oregon. 11 is Iowa. Uh, that's where they fell from number 2 to 11. 12 is Missi- yep. uh, Mississippi. 13, Nostra- Notre Dame. 14, Coastal Carolina, slowly eking their way up there. 15, Kentucky. Six- and that's even after losing to Georgia. But, you know, they- they're still a decent team. Yep. 16, Wake Forest, still undefeated. 17, A&M. Texas A&M 18 NC State 19 Auburn 20 Baylor 21 uh, SMU 22 San Diego State 23 is uh, Pitt uh, 24 is USF UCF Central Florida, yeah. and 25 is Purdue. So, yeah, see, you got them into the top 10, uh, Perry. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay. So, just and, running down yeah. some yeah. of the games, uh, Georgia, again, beat Kentucky uh, 30-13, to Cincinnati over UCF 56-21. UCF was up there, so they stayed in. Oklahoma over TCU 52-31. That was a wild one. Uh, Alabama beat Mississippi State 49-9. to Oklahoma State over Texas, we talked about that one, 32-24 uh Michigan State over Indiana uh 20 to 15 for the some kind of spittoon. I don't know what they won, but I remember it was a spittoon. <laughs> so that's good. Everybody's got something to win. Used to just be the old Oaken bucket. Now they got everybody's got something to play for. Even these uh rivalries within leagues have have stuff now and uh you know, it, it's kind of kind of crazy. Oregon beat Cal 24-17, Purdue beat Iowa as we said 24-7. Mississippi over Tennessee in the uh throwing the game where they were throwing the uh stuff, 31-26. Texas A&M over Missouri, 35-14 in Missouri. NC State over BC, 33-7. It's 10-7 at halftime, bc Turnovers, penalties—you know—and just uh, now they're four and two, and they're in their usual position, trying to get bowl eligible. And they will go to a lesser bowl than they'll deserve because they don't travel. So you know they'll be—and if they can get them in the Pinstripe Bowl, that's ideal because people can just hop on the train and go down between Christmas and New Year's and play some Big Ten team, and that that'll be fun. But uh, you know we'll see what happens. Our, Auburn knocked off Arkansas thirty-eight uh, twenty-three, and that was a big one in Arkansas. Baylor beat BYU thirty-eight twenty four. SMU over Navy thirty one to twenty four. They got a trophy of some sort, some guy. Uh San Diego State over San Jose State uh nineteen thirteen and double overtime. That was a weird score. Pitt uh, went into Virginia Tech and Virginia Tech had played really well against Notre Dame the week before, but Pitt got them twenty eight to seven. And LSU beat Florida forty nine forty two and we'll talk about Ed orgeron in a minute. And uh but uh, well, let's talk about Ed Orgeron right now. Why don't you guys uh, talk about all his little problems this week? <laughs> well,
2: he's been he's been bought out. Well, I want well, to technically bought out. Basically, in a sense, he was let go. Um, he will be. He will finish the season. at Orgeron will, um, but uh, he cannot coach in the SEC for eighteen months. Apparently, um, LSU people have figured out that while he may be a good coach, but he's not such a great guy on the off the field. <laughs> And apparently, he's now letting his girlfriends and their children come to practice and all this stuff. And uh, the the official posting
7: photos,
2: yes, mm-hmm. posting photos on Instagram. But the big uh, the the players apparently don't want to play for him anymore, and the coaches don't want to coach for him. Now, my question there would be if, if nobody really wants to play or coach for him, why wouldn't you just let him go now and let somebody else finish yeah, the
7: season? That's what I don't get. That, that may be that's what, what happens by I mean,
4: the time you know, they even
7: had. Well, it, that could have been part of the buyout, maybe of, to get him to take some of the buyout, you know, less of a buyout. Hey, you coach the rest of the season. That could be it. But one player, who, of course, unnamed, even said, We knew on Sundays he was not drawing up plays. He was at the pool with one of our girls, well, mm-hmm. meaning he was, was one of maybe the young LSU co eds. Right.
2: right. Mm-hmm. And Ted, technically, they, they really don't think very highly of that, you know. <laughs>
4: no. Uh, Nick Rolovich, I guess he's uh, uh, Washington State. Rolovich. 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 Okay, yeah. would not be, get vaccinated, so he was let like, go oh, because now, he's a state got, employee and uh, right. they have and apparently the more. player,
2: From what you hear, the players today are livid about that. They, well, they, here, they don't the whole, think that's here, the correct way to go. Hold on. Here,
7: Here's the whole thing on this. He even applied by through the state of Washington. He was given a religious exemption. So the state Right. That he was okay, but the university still said no, which makes me wonder. You know, even though the players were behind him and they they won last they won last week, but was he really? The I mean, was this? I mean, yes. They, well, number one, AU, they're they're
2: not that good anyway.
7: No, is this also a way? Because yes, they had the vaccine rule. But let's say Nick Saban were there and winning, or let's say even Chris Peterson over at Washington, you know, who was who got some championships back in the day, or even Mike Leach when he was well when he was there doing you know decent. Right? Would they have maybe said, "Hey, okay, you got your religious exemption, you have whatever. Is some of this and"? Are some teams in a lot of these leagues to get rid of baggage, possibly using Correct. the vaccine to get rid of someone that they don't want?
4: Well, you know, That's if possible. You, if you're making the choice to not get vaccinated and, you know, you don't know what kind of religion he's trying to say or, or what's going on with that, and some of these things may have because you know just like in the Vietnam War suddenly people uh, were conscientious objectors had never thought about it till 10 minutes before they got to the draft board you know I mean that's just the way it was and I, yeah. and I was against the war I'm just saying that's the way it was so whatever that could be but the point is if you know that you want you want a job whatever job it is and you like Kyrie Irving's got the same situation okay you want to play basketball you get vaccinated you don't want to play basketball don't get vaccinated fine whatever and right. that's it's a life choice and all right you you have that right but uh, there's consequences by by the way another
2: one while we're while we're on this subject which so hopefully we can get the the vaccine stuff put away but another one uh allison williams a sideline reporter for espn has resigned uh she was at espn for 10 years uh she is trying to become pregnant she's using fertility drugs uh her doctor Told her that the vaccine would not be safe enough for her, so she presented that to ESPN. They said it's either get vaccinated or you're gone, and she's gone.
6: Okay. See,
7: and that's well. a different
2: situation. She she consulted her med, you know, she did. She consulted a doctor, right.
7: and right. the doctor said certain things. But he, that's that's a to, that's even that different than say some of it the
2: is. others. It is. You know? I I do believe though that Sean may be onto something, and and you're correct, Chris. If you want to work for somebody, I I guess in. You know, and in the way that we are, you have to accept what their rules. But I but, think Sean could be on to something that well, and the I've team, from, the team just wasn't very good anyway, and they're probably right. saying, "Hey, if we can get out from under this, you know, whatever the contract yeah. status was, let's do it." And they, and they can, they can
7: fire him for cause, so they don't have to pay right. them the three that's million correct.
8: dollars.
7: Right. That's correct. They uh, get out. They they would have found another loot if it wasn't the vaccine. Because like I said, the state granted him the state granted him the religious and, and he was still looking at it possibly getting it but he was the state granted it to him and at the university was like, Well, we don't care what the state says. Sorry. Yeah. So it makes me think there's something else that I'm kinda of yeah, curious.
5: Yeah. You know, and these like always Cam, come out. Like Cam Newton said in his video that he posted, uh, I believe it was yesterday, he said, uh, you know, teams have contacted me and they basically told me, uh, if you want to come and work out or have a job, please get vaccinated. So he said, well, he felt Cam like Newton he no situation,
2: choice. Cam Newton situation is probably a little bit different. Cam Newton obviously needs the money when you got seven kids running around.
7: Yeah.
4: You need yeah. money.
7: I right. know that. I know that. But other college I don't think there's any other. I don't have any well, other. Well, yeah,
4: there were. You had that weird thing that happened at uh, Oklahoma with uh, the quarterbacks there and the, the thing from the balcony show. Oh,
7: oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. right. Okay, this is funny. This happened
4: last. This
7: always happened the day after our show.
4: Yeah, of course. That's but, right.
7: <laughs> These always have. This happened on Wednesday. A student from the Oklahoma Daily, which is the student newspaper at the University of Oklahoma, he. <laughs> you know he decided they uh, they weren't getting an answer about whether Spencer Rat, uh Spencer Rattler or freshman Caleb Williams who had a good, who really came in and had a, you know turned the game around for Oklahoma in the Texas game they weren't getting an answer on who was going to uh you know who was going to start and so what he did the the Gaylord student center oh the balcony overlooks the practice field and so what he did he just wandered out there and he saw that Caleb Williams was taking reps with the first team and he reported that He called Spencer Rattler's dad and Spencer Rattler's dad said, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Spencer Rattler right now, he's you know, with, the, with Oklahoma, with will look at the NFL, but if he plays like he's not going to go to the NFL anyway. But so Lincoln Riley, now they, didn't, they won't say 100% that this is the reason, but as soon as he reported this in the student newspaper, Lincoln Riley cut off all media availability for that week. Now, it was originally indefinitely, but he cut it off for that week. So, you know, and then certain hosts up in Oklahoma were like, oh, Dean Blevins, who played for Oklahoma, and he's a TV sportscaster there for Channel 9 in Oklahoma City was all, well, you should have just said my sources are telling me this instead of saying that you looked out at a practice field. It's like, okay, what's an open practice field? Any student can see that Caleb Williams, any other student could do that. I mean, it's like Lincoln Riley's pulled stuff like this before. He had uh, oh. Last year, the dorms, he had the windows, he had them frosted because they looked out on the practice field and he was worried that students would see what was going on in his practice. So He's pulled a lot of stuff like this in the last couple of years, and he's not the only one. It's been done, but yeah, it was a very odd story, and then, of course, they came on and did their job against TCU and all that. So what do
4: we got coming up next week for a big game?
7: Uh, we got Alabama-Tennessee, big big rivalry. As Perry mentioned, Ole Miss-LSU, pretty big game. Notre Dame-U.S. See Indiana, Ohio State. For for
2: Ole Miss, Matt Corral, their quarterback, is is apparently there is an injury there, so he is listed as questionable this time. So that could help Ed O if he can't play.
7: Yeah, you got, and then you got, uh, and then of course Washington State. We mentioned them. They got BYU, so we'll see BYU bounce gets this to bounce back because they're not a great team. You know, you got Pitt Clemson, which yeah, not really.
4: Uh, no that's but, uh, again Pitt made the top 25 now and Clemson would like to get back in so we'll see what, but, and they moved that yeah, game up but, to noon time so yeah,
7: yeah they moved it to noon I think because they use that six-day window, so I don't think it was actually ever scheduled as a three thirty. I think it was just a, I forget why. And then, like the Big Twelve, you don't have any really. I mean, Oklahoma State, Iowa State could be a decent because a lot there's a number of teams like Texas and Baylor both have off weeks, and you know Oklahoma, Kansas, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not really, not really an exciting. But you know, you have some a few interesting games, but nothing. Really, I mean, they're going to get bigger
2: though start, coming up because you're going to have all these yeah, big 10 teams week,
7: eventually. Like next start week, playing we have stuff. the cocktail, or I guess next week, we have the cocktail party and Texas Baylor to see what's happening. There's a, oh, we can't call it the cocktail party anymore. Yeah, that, that's a yeah, week we away, can. but you, st- you start getting into these round robin games. Uh, no, Iowa I- Wisconsin. <clears throat> isn't, isn't Iowa, Wisconsin this week?
2: That's this week. That okay. this
7: week also us to see if I can bounce back. So, yep, yep. and you'll start next week is when you start seeing these big round robin matchups, and you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be it'll get interesting here. But this week's kind of a the state of Texas is weird. You got okay, you got Houston gets to go kill get killed against Arizona. Mm-hmm. Longhorns have a bye week. Cowboys have a bye week. Uh, Texas A and M's got South Carolina, so they have a gonna walk. They, you know, Baylor fans, you know, they got a bye week. So yeah,
4: yeah, and, they, and the, the Houston Texans are going, to, are going to play Arizona. That's not going to work yeah. out too well. So. No, yeah. that's not
7: going to work out well. So Texas got uh, a game; they're going to get blown out. For one college team to do one, that a bunch of college teams with bye weeks, and the Cowboys with the bye weeks,
4: and then the yeah. and the Astros are in trouble. So we'll see what happens. That's right. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. And okay. they Stay that way. Oh, but, all right. So, we got any more uh, uh, college football? We're no, ready I think to go that's for it. the NBA before we good. before we go to the NBA,
2: Chris, uh, in the bottom okay. of the first, the Dodgers have a two nothing lead on a Corey Seager home run.
4: Okay. okay, I'm glad that didn't. Well, it actually would have been kind of fun if that had happened while David was on the phone. It, it, it wouldn't have been. been quiet. Yeah. I'm sure he yeah. was watching it while he was talking to us. Yeah. So, um, so the NBA starts tonight, <clears throat> and. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I really didn't do any predictions, or it's kind of no. hard with these those yeah, kind of things. Yeah, the like,
2: NBA and, is hard.
4: Yeah,
7: you kick off with Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Golden State, and the Lakers for yeah. They're the yeah, only two good games tonight. And
4: good games. And I, I and really think. I think if I had to pick a team, <clears throat> just because of the omens and stuff, and if Kyrie, if they can keep Kyrie away. I think the Nets will win it. I think that uh, they'll that'll just be the ultimate slap in the face for Kyrie that they can win it without him. You know, big three, blah blah blah, and they go ahead and just do it without him this year.
5: Well, all uh, the NBA uh, all, all, all the NBA <laughs> experts that I've read are picking the Lakers and the and the Nets. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, oh, well, yeah, the Lakers I, I are all in this
4: year. A- that's for sure. Okay. You know, they went they went all they went for it. So we'll see what they can I do. Th-
5: I think Milwaukee might come back
7: and. I think they might come back in the finals this year. I don't know who out of the West, like so say you got the Lakers, uh the Suns have really kind of impressed. you know, impressed, uh, you sure. know tw- coming on towards the end in Denver, so out of the West, but I probably go I'm going to go with Lakers and Bucks. I still think
5: the- and I think uh, the Bucks although, are the uh Phoenix did not work out a deal with Andre Aiden to extend him, so he'll be he'll become a a restricted free agent at the end of the year. <sighs> And I think that that might be a mistake by the Suns, because uh, if yeah. he plays as well as he did last year, he he's going to be uh, offered some serious money by somebody.
4: So, so let's see. Zion Williams is hurt. Williamson is hurt again, and he's missed the start of the season because of off-season foot injury, Uh shot. And yeah, uh, that uh, that's uh, that's,
5: a, that's an ongoing <laughs> story with him.
4: And that's true. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, um, who are they? Chicago Sky beat the Phoenix team 80-74 Mercury, yep. Mercury, Mercury to win the, yep. uh, the WNBA championship three games to one. And uh, so that was that was uh that's out of the way, so they basically you've either got one season going or the other, and that's the second title for Candace Parker because she won with the uh LA sparks in 2016 uh-huh. and uh, let's see that's to be honest NBA. with the
2: nBA you have the NBA season and then nobody cares about the other one.
5: Um, yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. also today, uh, Doc Rivers threw Ben Simmons out of practice. Oh, that's right, yes.
2: Doc. Ben Simmons—he yep. was thrown out of practice. Conduct detrimental <clears throat> to the team. And then he was suspended for one game. So so far, one of, one... Mo- on, so far with all the hold on, So far with all the money that he is supposed to have earned this year, it's all gone into fines or you know yep. for missed games and now a one-game suspension. Yep,
7: yep. three hundred and sixty thousand total is what he's been. <laughs>
4: games. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. You know, see if he finally ever gets his head on straight. But it's and remember,
5: they a didn't hit. want him. They didn't want him anyway. But they nobody get... else did either. So. That's uh, Philadelphia's got to find a way to get rid of him. But nobody's going to want him. So well, they just
2: better
7: hope, be that, target target he, target just better
5: hope that he. They just better hope that he comes back again. and he starts
2: playing well, and then they can get rid of him if he starts playing well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Rick, no. were you trying to get in?
1: No, i was just saying with the, the conduct that he was doing that hurt the team. Was he trying to shoot again?
5: Well, that I uh, know. Actually, 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 the story I read, Rick, is he did not want to participate in defensive drills.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. I can believe that. Yeah. Well, if he doesn't want to play defense. What is he going to do? You know. <laughs> well, and yeah, if we
2: believe know. what uh, Pierre says, he had a lot of these same he problems did. at LSU. Yeah,
4: yeah he, he did. He did.
2: <laughs>
4: okay, so we'll see what happens. But that starts tonight, and uh, you know, people, a lot of people will be paying attention to that. That's that's always, you know, tonight. Of course, with the Red Sox, but uh, it's it's kind of a night where you kind of enjoy it, and tomorrow night the Celtics get started, so yep. and we're going to have the Celtics, Bruins, and Red Sox all playing tomorrow, so, uh, so I feel like April or something, it's in the middle of October,
8: so He's for the NHL,
4: play. What, what's that? the
1: Bruins are actually going to play? Yes, yeah, they are. <laughs> open, for, open for a week and they've played one game.
4: I know. It's I know. crazy. This is how, remember most years, remember it was the opposite last year that they, they had played a lot of games. Well, they actually they got behind because of the virus. But normally, uh, Rick, going down the, into February, March, they say, well, the Bruins are, you know, behind, but they've got three games in hand yeah, on so-and-so and games, so. that, that's how they get yeah. them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Okay. For the NHL, uh, we have Chris, a out-
2: note in the NHL, the, yep. with the start of the season this year, the Minnesota Wild, we reported last year that, that their play-by-play man uh, had retired Bob at the Kurtz. end of last season. Bob, Bob Kurtz. Kurtz. Well, their new announcer is Joe O'Donnell. Joe O'Donnell, uh, for the last few seasons, has been the voice of their AAA franchise, the Iowa Wild. So, oh. uh, uh, Joe he, is a, he's very good announcer, very professional. So, you know, the, the... are they
4: still on WCCO? Yes. Or no, or, or are they on the or, fan? No. Wait, they might be on the fan. They're on the fan. The, the, the yeah, like, they're on CCO, they're on yeah. CCO.
2: but I, I think, uh, people will be impressed. I mean, you, you, obviously, you know, a lot of well, we're not used to the you know this type of announcer, but Joe is very good, and I think he'll do fine oh. up there. Give
4: him a listen. Yep. Okay, so in the NHL on Wednesday, Alex Alex Ovestion got his 731st goal, which tied him with Marcel Dion, and since then he and he went in ahead, and he's now fifth in scoring. And uh, the next one he's trying to catch is Brett Hall with 741 goals. Yeah, and currently
5: fourth. he's sitting at 733,
4: <laughs> Chris. Okay. Cool. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Rick Jennerette is back with the Buffalo Sabres. We talk about new announcer coming in and somebody who oh. should have retired. And we lost uh, Chuck Caton, unfortunately, uh, due to maybe health concerns, but Rick yeah. Jennerette uh, yeah. needs to go and he hasn't gone yet. So, uh, you know, no, and, and, the, and but they do the have a, they,
5: they do have a very good announcer waiting in the wings, and his name is Dan Dunlevy, Veen, he's very good. So,
4: mm-hmm. uh, and we figured out that there's three uh, hockey teams who simulcast, and the Carolina, Dallas, and Buffalo do simulcast. So, yes. I, the other night, I put on. I just wanted to see, you know, the start of the ESPN coverage, and and maybe it's just the way my speakers are, or my TV is. It's not hooked it up to the speakers. It's just a regular TV, you know, just a, you know, a pretty modern TV, digital TV. But I was listening, and I wanted to hear Sean do some play-by-play. Sean McDonough. I couldn't hear. It. There was so much with the cups, the puck, and the ice, and the stuff. You couldn't hear anything, and I, I couldn't hear
2: his voice it. very well. I, okay. think I, the pro- I think the problem that you have in a lot of sports is they keep their their crowd. Fox is the worst at it, though. They keep their crowd mic yeah. so loud that it is yeah. hard to hear the announcers. Uh, yeah, Yeah. And I'm not
7: no, a, and I'm a person, but I will say T N T from what I saw Wednesday did a pretty good job what
4: I flipped by and you know a little bit. Yeah, no
5: saw. um I mean, TNT is doing a lot better so far in the NHL coverage than ESPN is.
4: I'm going to put uh, on this in sometime because a friend of ours, and she's she's totally blind, she loves hockey on television and she likes Jack Edwards. So she Oh, she wants Jack
5: to- Edwards is very good and of course he used don't- to do hockey for ESPN.
4: Right, but the, what I'm saying is you, I want to see if the audio is good because if you can't hear it, I mean, I'm always telling her, listen to the radio, they're good too. She's like, oh, I will if I have to, but I don't really want to, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, like
7: you're, that. You're, uh, well, your ESPN to see about the audio game tonight is the Islanders and Blackhawks, so that's Yeah, your, okay, that's, all right. But they're also, and this, for those of you that are wondering, that are what, looking for it on TV, uh, they are starting. There are several games throughout the year, and several, you know, like there's a game. I forget which one it is. It's Washington and whoever they're playing is on ESPN Plus.
5: Yeah, okay, if you have, have a smart TV it, and you're subscribed to ESPN Plus, you can also get hockey or whatever. Yeah. Or you can get plus. hockey games that way. Um, I did subscribe to Center Ice, so that's still available <clears> for those that want it, and it was reasonably reasonably priced this year. So. And I normally subscribe to that every year anyway, so... And we all will right,
7: find so out tonight if NBA is on TuneIn Live. But, of course, NHO, you all said that before. Right. They one,
2: thi- one thing with the NBA on SiriusXM, l- I think it's this way with all the sports on there pretty much. You either have to have the Platinum or the Platinum Plus to listen to NBA yeah. games on SiriusXM. Mm-hmm. But I think it's that way now with all the sports on
1: there. I think so. So Brady, You, know, you were talking about the, um, the, okay, the, the, like the crowd mics and stuff. But one yeah. thing I did enjoy last night with the Red Sox-Astros game on Fox was they must have had the home plate umpire, Mike, or, or a Mike right near them, because every pitch, every ball, you'd hear him very clearly say, like, outside, down low. Right. To yep. Oh, good yeah. for him. Yeah. All right. I don't think he had
4: too many uh, complaints, either. I do not really notice uh, no. too many complaints last no, night.
1: No, I didn't hear any.
4: So, Brady Kachuk signed a seven-year, $57 million extension with Ottawa. Charlie McAvoy, here of the Bruins, signed an eight-year, $76 million extension, and uh, and both of those, I think, will start in the 22-23 season. That is correct. And uh, and the the Rangers are not traveling. You know, um, uh, LaGreca, uh, uh, what's his first name? I can't think of his first name. Don LaGreca. Don LaGreca uh, and uh, Dave Maloney were not traveling, at least last Wednesday, and I don't know whether... Everybody else, seems like everybody else is sports traveling, except the Jets, see? And that's the same, uh, you you wonder, because they, they're they on the same station, and, and uh, MSG and, uh, hires the, you know, I'm wondering if it's a philosophy of the uh, that particular station or those particular people. I don't know what's and going And I on. can
5: tell you, anybody that, any, any U.S. team that's playing in Canada until the border is completely open, their their broadcasters are not traveling, either which like that is sharks, supposed
2: to happen within the within the next week or two, I think. Yeah, like,
5: like the sharks start a road trip tonight in Montreal. Well, uh, neither the TV or radio crew is going to be able to be there, and the sharks are going to be in Canada all week all week. So, oh, not too bad. Uh, they're not going to be able to uh, be there. So. Okay.
4: Well, we'll see what happens. Hopefully by the time the Bruins have to go up, they'll, you know, because they they only play once every couple of weeks. So, you know, who knows? But, you know, by the time uh, they get to play. And Evander Kane was suspended 21 games for violating the uh, protocols for the NHL. And apparently the COVID, he had a fake uh, vaccination card. Uh, Yeah. So he and his ex-wife are really a a pair, aren't they? Yeah, Yeah, they (laughs)
5: they are. I
4: just like that. They're getting a divorce. Yeah. Now uh,
5: they, they uh, this is all coming out in court. They are in divorce proceeding, and all the charges that she has tried to file against him so far have all failed. Although Except he this did one. get caught. Yeah, this one he did on his own. Yeah, no, that's means, the league. The league got uh, which, mean, which means he's been, he's not vaccinated, and there's only four players in the entire NHL that aren't vaccinated, and we know who two of them are. It's Evander Kane and Tyler Bertuzzi who uh, uh, you probably have in your notes there, Chris, in the first Red Wings game this year, Tuesday got four goals and they still lost.
4: Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, it's the Red Wings for you. So we have uh, tonight's schedule: <coughs> eleven games. A typical Tuesday night's always busy in hockey, and uh, yeah. Wednesday's the basketball night. Tuesday's the hockey night. Seven o'clock. Dallas is a, at Pittsburgh, and boy, I wish we'd get our braille schedules because I had to go through, and you have to reverse the things because he says you know the opposite of who's at home and uh, Oh and...
5: yeah, it's nuts.
4: Yeah, but I I got through uh, XM schedule and I got it. Dallas at Pittsburgh at seven. Uh, Colorado's at Washington. San Jose is at Montreal, as uh, uh, Robert mentioned. Vancouver's at Buffalo. Seattle, uh, the Kraken are in New Jersey. Florida at Tampa Bay. 7 thirty we have Columbus at Detroit. Eight o'clock, Winnipeg at Minnesota. The Islanders are at Chicago. The uh, ESPN Kings ESPN are at is. Nashville, and at nine we have Anaheim at Edmonton. So you can get your hockey scores in pretty early tonight, Robert. Yeah, the Colorado
7: so. Washington game is the ESPN Plus, and the Islanders Chicago are the regular ESPN. ESPN. That's one. Yeah. Okay.
5: Of
4: we're, yeah. So, any other hockey notes before we move on?
5: No, I, I think that's about it. Uh, oh, I do need to update you. Uh, we were talking about the consecutive games of the Iron Man, and yeah. of course. Uh, uh, Keith Yandel is uh, playing with the Flyers and Phil Kessels with the Coyotes. Unfortunately, um, I thought Patrick Marlowe had re-signed with the Sharks, but appa- apparently he did not. So he's currently a free agent. So apparently for the time being, Yandel and um, Kessel will be the two that, pass doug jarvis if they stay healthy
4: well the question i have is when marlo get back uh on the ice will his streak pick up where because he hasn't missed games he was available to play because he wasn't on a team right will that's he, right he so
5: his street his streak, if he signs with anybody his right. streak will pick up right where he left off
4: okay so and uh, robert i guess we had uh, the nascar race kyle larson won again
5: Again, and he's won eight races this year, and he uh, he becomes the first qualifier for the final four. So the next couple of races will decide who the final four people are in the final race uh, for the championship. So Is
4: there any way, and I don't know anything about the points and the rules and stuff, is there any way with having run, won eight races already if he, he can lose this cup?
5: Um. Uh, if he you know doesn't I, win the final race, if he, you know, the if only way win, if he doesn't win the final race, yeah, if down to one the race final the,
4: after all that. Wow. Yeah, it comes yes. down if to if one. You're, it, yeah, you're if you're, if
7: you're in the if you're in the final four, if you're in the final four. Whoever if that if that person wins, whoever's in the final four wins that race, then they win. They the win cup. the cup. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It just seems kinda yeah. crazy. Well, I know uh, they wanna create
7: you can win all the you can win all these games, get to the Super Bowl, and if you lose yeah.
4: then, yeah. then yeah. you're out. But, you know, they ought to go back. What they should do, if they're going to do that, they ought to figure out a way to get back to Daytona for that race. That's where that should be. You know, that's their holy grail place to be. And I know they're there twice. I know they go around 4th of July and they go, you know, the the race in February. But it seems like if you're going to have a Super Bowl, have it, you know, and you're going to do, you know, these tracks. I mean, I I don't know what track they use. And, you know, maybe they rotate them around. And they always try to rotate them around. I remember one year it was decided, though, in New Hampshire. Not that New Hampshire is a bad track. Right. And They did it. They did, like it at it.
7: TMS. they did it at TMS a few years, but they took the one race at Texas Motor Speedway away and put it here in Austin at the, uh, the Formula One track, which, right, you know, we got right. Formula One this weekend in Austin, by the way. yeah, that's right. In in yep.
2: Yep.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's all I have. Anybody else? Well, got we have, right? one, more, we have one, more,
2: one more thing. We have David USF that uh, is with uh, us. Oh, he wants to us. tell us the Dodgers. Uh, I bet he wants to talk about <laughs> this Dodger situation. That's, yeah, that,
5: that's
9: uh,
4: right. Hello, David. Star 6. Well, he knows. David knows all these. David is on his iPhone anyway.
9: Yes, my damn phone. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Uh, One quick quick little thing here. I just saw a graphic on TBS. Uh, Mookie Betts has not had any yet today, but uh, in his postseason career, he he is 12 for 12 at stolen bases. That's the most in postseason history without being caught. Wow,
4: good for oh,
9: Mookie.
4: Okay, no, I always root for so I always root practice? for Mookie. I mean, I'm not. I don't think anybody here is mad at Mookie for leaving. You know, uh, that was uh, the Red Sox idea. It wasn't so much his. I mean, he wanted the money, but he had nothing against the organization, and and he didn't go to the Yankees, so it's okay.
9: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just glad we have him. So with that, I'm out of here. Back to the game. See Good luck.
4: There you all go, right. Sean. All right.
9: All right. Well, hey,
7: first of all, I want to remind you all, once again, the Bill Perry and Friends show, two hours early tomorrow. That's right, because Tim, you know Tim is out. So they're coming on two hours early at the conclusion of the Coffee Club, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here. Uh, Worldwide Legend. Uh, call in with your requests. Also, if you want to download the podcast at any time, download it from legend.com oldies.com, type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher three words, or tell your smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast or Sports Lounge Live from TuneIn. Also, you can listen at 773-572-3006, option number nine. So, until next week when we get ready to preview the World Series and a whole bunch of other stuff.
4: Yeah, the World Series the World will start week. next Tuesday, actually. Yeah, yeah
7: starts next yep. Tuesday with the pregame show. The pregame show. Exactly. We'll you That's week.
4: where we'll be.